You are now listening to the Q&E Podcast. Is this what you want? What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Q&E Podcast, and you're here with your boy Q Hicks right now. And I got Edgar on the other line. Edgar, tell the people what's good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Q&E Podcast. We got a lot coming for y'all today, man. This is our first NFL week of the 2022-23 season. So keep a lookout for all of the picks we're going to give for the week. All of our takes that we got for the first game on Thursday and then all the games that we're going to have on Sunday for this first week. We got a lot of college football news, um, entertainment, current events, the whole nine with this episode. It's finna be lit. And if you guys did not check out our live stream that we had on Friday, go ahead and check that out on our YouTube at Q&E Podcast, Q&E Podcast on uh, YouTube. Definitely check that out. It was a fun time. We had some good people stop through. So definitely go ahead and check out. We had division winners. We had award winners. Super Bowl predictions. So definitely go ahead and check that out. And uh, yeah, let's dive into it. First thing I wanted to dive into, though, was the Donovan Mitchell to the Cleveland Cavaliers, bro. Because I hey, I got to tell you this, bro. On when did this, when did this come out? Was this like last Wednesday or it was last Thursday? Because it was after we recorded. Yeah, the it was around it was the end of the week. Yeah. Yeah, it was around the end of the week, bro. When I told you, when I tell you my heart, like literally dropped to my balls when I seen this shit. I was so, <laughs> I was so hurt when I seen this, bro. And let me tell you why. Because if Donovan Mitchell, because we've been predicting the Knicks this whole time. Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks, it was cool. I was honestly preparing for it. But I was like, if he gets traded to the Knicks, it's like, they still a playing team. Yeah, they might make the playoffs, but I ain't really stuck in the Knicks for real. But him going to the Cavaliers, it honestly makes them a contender, bro. Like, I'm scared of the Cavs now. Even though everybody is questioning the backcourt because of their defense with uh, Donovan Mitchell and uh, Darius Garland, offensively, they are a top three backcourt in this league. And they are the shiftiest backcourt maybe to ever play this game because Darius Garland is already top two shiftiest players in the NBA now. It's either him or Kyrie. It's nobody else above him and, him and Kyrie. And then Donovan Mitchell is just a shifty. Them boys can get to the rim at will, and they both got jumpers. And then you can't forget about people like Jared Allen. Evan Mobley almost won rookie of the year. I'm worried about this Cleveland team, bro. I know everybody doesn't want to really put them up in that contender ranks just yes, yet in the Eastern Conference, especially with the Bucks and the – the Celtics, but I'm telling you, the, the the Cleveland Cavaliers are in that second tier, right below those two teams right now, bro. They're on the prowl. They're on the. They're young, but they're ready, and they showed signs last season. I think Cleveland definitely won this trade. Uh, Utah, I I don't know. I'm looking at them like they got their head slapped, bro. Like obviously, you get Saxton and um, not Saxton. You get Colin Saxton. I forgot who else they got. Lori Markinen. You get marketing, uh, you get like good. what two, three picks. They got three picks, they got two pick swaps. It was nothing crazy, but it was a good, it was a good swap for what they were looking for, I guess. It it was, but the, the fact that they didn't even try to ask for Garland, I thought that was crazy. You're not getting like, Garland. I, <laughs> you're not getting hey, Garland. You're getting Donovan Mitchell. Like, why not? You're not even getting Garland. And look what just but, happened. But they the, just traded for him without Garland. I'm not giving you Garland. The, the, the fact they didn't even entertain the thought of even asking, though, that's why I think the Jazz were just stupid in this trade. They didn't just full-blown lose it, but uh, the Cavs were definitely the winners in this. But I totally agree. The Cavs are a top 
four, top three, top four threat in the East for this upcoming season. I say Boston, the defending champs, they're the biggest threat. I would have Philly at two. I'll put Cleveland at three. And then that four spot, it could be for anybody, honestly, whether it's the Bucks or Miami or somebody Hold like on, that. Say that again. I you got, got the, the Sixers over the Bucks. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, bro. You don't even believe I'm that telling shit, you, bro. bro. You don't I'm even telling believe you. that shit. I think the I'm Sixers going to be you, good this year, but they're not going to be better than no goddamn Bucks, bro. Healthy? Guy? I ain't talking I ain't talking about just like throughout the regular season like who the top 14. I'm talking about like real deal deep playoff final. Oh, no, you trust Sixers you, with Doc Rivers over the Bucks? I'm telling you. Harder oh, than no, being healthy. I'm all that shit y'all be talking man. about Harden. I don't want to hear that bullshit. Y'all don't, don't try to come to this side when Harden is. Y'all see Harden in the workouts oh, no, looking Boston, good. Boston, y'all, back on the, y'all back on this side. No, no, but I'm Boston's talking about you, you being with this Sixers train. I didn't know you felt this way about the Sixers. This shit kind of bullshit me right now. I'm just telling, I'm just telling you what's going to happen. Philly is going to be the top top two threat. It's going to be Boston, Philly, Cleveland, and then the Bucks. Them going to be the top four teams. I'm telling you. I don't see it, bro. Now, I think the Sixers is going to be better than last year. Like I said, added somebody like P.J. Tucker. They just added Montrez, too. They added DeAnthony Melton from a trade with the, the Grizzlies. They got some good role players, unlike what they had last season. So that's definitely something to look forward to. I think that's but I would still put a few times. Yeah, it was, it's definitely been some huge pickups for the Sixers. That's why I said I like the Sixers. They're going to be better than last year, but putting them over the Celtics and the Bucks Championship no, I got experience. The I got the Celtics. I saw, I saw, oh, yeah, for, for, sure, for sure. Putting them over the Bucks is what's crazy. But it's just oh. the fact of the Sixers. Putting them over the Sixers. Or not putting them over the Sixers, but putting them over the Bucks is crazy. Because they have two quote-unquote playoff chokers that y'all like to call them. And James Harden. Yeah. And especially Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers choked damn near every year we've seen a play other than 08. So it's like, y'all believe it in that squad? I believe because I believe in James Harden. But y'all believe it is kind of crazy. I'm saying they're a threat. I ain't saying they're a favorite. Boston is the favorite, but Philly you is. You got them a as a top two seed, bro. You you like them. You got them as a top two seed. You like them. I'm telling you. <laughs> Cleveland, Cleveland top hey. three. Though. Cleveland top three. Yeah, I think Cleveland is gonna be top three too, bro. Somebody to look out for. Obviously, you got the Hawks in there. You still got the Heat that's gonna be around. Still got the Sixers. So it's still the, the team that you have to watch out for that's going to be uh, contending. It's going to be a bloodbath, bro. It's some teams in the East, bro. It's going to be scary. But the, the Cleveland Cavs just added a lot. I know a lot of people are questioning, like, the backcourt, like I said earlier. But when you got some defensive stalwarts like, damn, Jared Allen, who's going to block everything in the paint, you already know what that is. You're not getting to the rim. And then Evan Mobley, if Jared Allen don't block your shot, it's going to be Evan Mobley who's going to clean the shot up. It's like, bro, <laughs> Isaac Okoro, somebody who's young, who was a rookie last season, just trying to get his legs underneath him. Just still, he's a defensive wing player, especially. And that's what you look for with that type of lineup that is so offensively gifted with Garland and uh, with Mitchell. You need somebody who's going to guard on the perimeter, and that could be Isaac Okoro, too. So I love the trade. And you still got Ricky Rubio. You still got Karis oh. LeVert. They still got some boys. You still got K-Love, even though he's getting older. K-Love was still getting loose last season. So it's not just the starting five. They got a nice bench, too. So I'm telling you, they are a serious threat in the Eastern Conference. When I was looking at their, their odds earlier today, I think they were only behind the, the Bucks, Celtics, and the Nets 
for in terms of like odds on uh the Bavada uh website, betting uh, website. So I was like, a lot of people are starting to go towards them when you talk about betting too. So I'm just I'm blown away, bro. I'm blown away. I, it hurt my heart because obviously I want him to the heat. People must be thinking the Nets finna stay together because the fact that the Nets yeah, right I guess. Now, <laughs> <laughs> Like, like I said, because I said this a few weeks ago, if by somehow, some way they do stay together by the um by the trade deadline, you know, um around All-Star break or whatever, if that trio of Ben Simmons, Kyrie, and KD all stay together, then we have no choice but to talk about them being a threat at that point. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm predicting, you're predicting, I'm pretty sure everybody is predicting one of or both of KD and Kyrie are leaving. So Oh, I, I'm, I'm I, I've said, I said this two weeks ago. I said one of them or both of them is getting traded by the deadline. I think that's a for sure thing. But the team is still on paper. The team still looks good. I'm still intrigued by the Nets. I understand why the odds makers have them that high. You still got Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. The starting five still look crazy. You still got Joe Harris. You bring in uh, Royce O'Neal and Marky Morris. Like You still got a nice team, but it's like, when the playoffs come around, is it going to be the same thing? Especially when I cannot get that series out of my mind, bro. KD got locked. KD got locked. Yeah. We never seen it before. Like, I'm not looking at KD the same. <laughs> he the greatest bucket I've ever seen. But when he run into them Celtics again, it's like that nigga ain't the same nigga, bro. He ain't the same <laughs> nigga. Especially when you got the same coach. He ain't going to make no goddamn adjustment, Steve Nash ain't. So it's like, hell no. Nah, Unless you're going to fire Steve Nash in the middle of the year. To take you over the hump, <laughs> I don't believe in it, bro. I don't believe in it. And you seen that? You seen that? Uh, that report that came out about Ben Simmons saying he finna be a sharp shooter when the season starting all that bullshit. That's like Nobody here we cares. go again. <laughs> here we go again with Ben Simmons lying to the media, bro. I'm like this shit is ridiculous, dog. But uh, I'm scared of the Cavs, though, bro. And for the Heat, once again, going back to my earlier point. This hurts the heat because obviously you wanted Donovan Mitchell to be on your team. Obviously trade away hero and pieces like that. But now you don't get Mitchell. He goes to another contender or it goes to a team and makes them a contender. And the heat just continue to fall back. And you start to look at the heat and it's like a question of where do we go from here? Because like, do yeah. you really believe in hero? Because you, you've been trying to trade him this whole summer. So you can't really tell hero that you believe in him because we've been trying to trade you this whole year and you didn't perform in the playoffs. It's like Jimmy is getting older, so it's like, what are we going to do with Jimmy? He's already 32. Are we wasting his prime years? Unless we see a significant jump from Bam, the Heat look like they could be laughing in the East. Bro. I can't even lie to you. Yeah, we, so we'll probably be, what, 8-9, eight, 8-9 nine, eight, nine I don't know about that. I wouldn't have him that low. <laughs> I wouldn't have him that low, um, but I'm I'm, I'm saying I'm worst worried. case scenario. Worst case scenario, I'm, we are 8 or 9 seed. I'm worried though, bro. Cause it's even though we got the best coach in the league, the East got better. And we got worse because we lost PJ Tucker and we kept the same team. So like, unless Tyler Hero makes a big jump, unless Bam make a big jump, it's the same team from last year, minus the best defender and best role player on the team. We are taking steps back instead of steps forward. And we were one shot away from the finals. That, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, it's not crazy to say we'll probably be an eight seed if there is not significant improvement. If we don't see a jump by Tyler Hero or Bam over from this offseason coming into this new season, 
it's going to be scary. It's going to be a situation where no matter how good Eric Spolstra coaches, we'll probably just make it into the playoffs. And then I can't even be surprised if we're a first round, second round exit at that point. I can't either, bro. Because you still got the Hawks. Even the Hawks got better, bro. And it's still other teams. Let, Let me go to the Eastern Conference, bro. Because just the Eastern, Eastern I, Conference by itself is worrisome, bro. And I know Miles Bridges, he going through his situation, but I still like the Hornets to improve. I like LaMelo to try and, you know, give that team some energy and possibly make the playoffs. So it's a couple of young teams coming up that you got to look out if you Miami. It ain't just the regular four to five teams. So I, this is how I would have it right now. I would have the Celtics one. I would have the Bucks two. I would have the Cavs three. I would have probably the Sixers. I would have the Sixers at four. I'll give it to them. I have the Nets five. And after that, that's when you can start to talk about the heat range. It's like six through seven where you talk about the Hawks, where you talk about the heat, where you could possibly talk about the Hornets and the Bulls. That's more so where the heat are going to be not really that upper echelon like we seen last year. But a lot of that's people were predicting the heat. But a lot of people were predicting the heat to be like a seven, six, seven seed last year, too. And we like exceeded expectations. So I don't know, bro. I still believe in Eric Spoelstra, but this just is this is the kick in the nuts, bro. Losing on Donovan Mitchell when we've been plotting on him for years. We've been plow, <laughs> we have been plotting on Kevin Durant since the beginning of the summer. You get none of them. That shit hurts, bro. We're gonna get Katie again. Katie, you're going to come at, at the trade deadline. <laughs> Katie, you going to come through and he's going to save us, my nigga. I pray to God that's what happened. Hopefully, KD save my ass. But uh, for all of your uh, sports betting needs, please go to bovadosportsbook.com. And for all of your betting needs, that way they will get you right. And talking about betting odds, we're going to sw- uh, slide over to college football week one recap. There was a lot of excited games in week one, especially the Sunday night game. With the not Sunday night, but Monday night game with LSU and Florida State, we had a good game with that Utah. Saturday night. Now that was uh, that was Sunday. Oh, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, you're right. That was Sunday because Saturday was the games. Yeah, we had Utah versus Florida on uh Saturday. That was an exciting matchup. I mean, and it was some blowouts too now because a lot of people was hyping up that Oregon and Georgia game. Georgia let them niggas know who they was, and now they was back to play. (laughs) Georgia smashed them niggas. Alabama did what they did. So a lot of a lot of teams really submitted their status. And then we seen a team like Ohio State play against Notre Dame, who was a top five team and really have a dog fight and really had to pull away towards the end of that game. So, Edgar, what was one of your biggest takeaways from week one? Uh, I had a question about the um, Ohio State and Notre Dame game. I couldn't really tell if it was just is Ohio State playing this bad where they're really struggling with Notre Dame, a team we always see fold when it matters most against big mm-hmm. games, or, or is Notre Dame really starting to push that threat button to really put the put everybody on notice this year in college football? I couldn't really tell when I was watching. I couldn't tell if Ohio State was just playing bad or if Notre Dame was taking the next level up. I think it was that Notre Dame had an excellent game plan coming into it. But the talent of LSU really overtook and started to prevail towards the end of that game. Because when I tell you that their wide receivers for Ohio State were taken out of the game in the first three quarters, they really couldn't do anything. It was really, I think his name was uh, an Anubu or something like that. Number two, he was the only one who was getting off. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba ended up getting hurt in the first half. It was really looking rocky for C.J. Stroud, even though he was having a solid game, losing his best wide receiver hurt. 
And Notre Dame was really locking down everything in the secondary and really yeah. made them run the ball. Towards the end of the third and in the fourth quarter, the running game started to prevail. And that's really why they ended up winning the game. But the game plan of Notre Dame really containing their wide receivers really slowed down Ohio State. Because we all know that's what Ohio State wants to do. That's what they've been known for. All of these quarterbacks going to the NFL from Ohio State with Dwayne Haskins, with Justin Fields, C.J. Stroud will be the next one. They want to throw the football. So when you contain that, it really has to, uh, a change of game plan has to happen for Ohio State. They made the adjustment late, but it was looking shaky for uh, a half uh, the until like the th end of the third quarter. Because I don't even think Notre Dame dropped in this uh, this AP poll for this week. I, I, they they should like number five. Yeah, they really shouldn't drop. They really shouldn't. And, and and that's why I was saying Notre Dame put on, like you said, Notre Dame put on a great defensive performance to show that they can hang with the best of these teams, even if they um, take the L. So that was something that I pulled away from this week. Uh, Anthony Richardson played phenomenal. I honestly, I said it before. I told Quincy, I told y'all, I don't have many expectations for us this year. If we yeah. win about seven to eight games, I'm fine, bro. I'm not expecting a lot. Bill Napier's first year, he did a hell of a job in his first game. Hell of a swamp. win. That was a hell but, of a win, bro. But I, I'm not going to do the most. A lot of people saying right now, we got to push to like really have a 10, 11 win season, I'm not going to do all that because, no, I've been saying shit like that for, like, the past three years, and they've been proving <laughs> me wrong with the best rosters we've had over yes. the last three to four years. So if we uh -huh. couldn't do it then, starting with a new coach right now with a whole new system, whole new game plan, I'm not going to put that expectation on us. Am yeah. I happy we won the game? Facts. Yes. But – and, and I, think, I think Anthony Richardson will be a finalist for the Heisman but we got to pump the brakes. I saw people saying he reminded him of on um, them of Vince Young and he wearing that number 15 and he might pass what the last number 15 did. I'm like, hold on, Because y'all can't, <laughs> can't just be saying shit, bro. I was talking in my group chat, bro. My friends, Josiah and, Josiah and the rest of them, Caleb and all them, shout out to them all. But um, Josiah and Janiah and the rest of them, they was telling me how – he finna pass um Tebow's legacy. He's finna be the best um UF quarterback. I'm like, y'all must not have watched Tebow for real. Yeah. Like we're talking about in the last 25 years, one of the greatest college quarterbacks like ever, bro. Like so, we can't just go around saying that. People were saying Vince Young and all that. Y'all can say that probably for the way he's mobile and whatnot, but he ain't even giving me Vince Young. Anthony Richardson is playing very well right now with the situation that UF is in. And that's it. Nothing more, nothing less. I don't expect us to beat Bama, Georgia, and we're going to have a tough game with a couple of teams we probably should beat this year. We got Kentucky so, this I, week. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. People, people are going crazy because we number 12 right now. First the hell off, college football, see, they think they slick. They put us that high just because they want to show everybody we really don't deserve to be that high, bro. Because <laughs> they've never blessed Florida like that. Florida has never jumped from unranked to number 12. But we beat the number 17, though. Hold on. We beat the number 17, though. But this we is what I will say. Number 12. We could have been top 20. Top, I mean, a lot of them been top 20. A lot of them top 15 teams or a lot of those top 25 teams got exposed this weekend because I was watching one game, bro, where it was NC State versus East Carolina, and NC yes. State was ranked 13th. And uh, East Carolina almost beat them, boys, if they didn't miss a field goal at the end of the game. So a lot of those top 25 teams weren't really deserving. So us beating the top 17 
we deserve to go that high, especially after everything I was seeing in the back end of the top 25. Man, I'm, I'm not surprised. I, I, but this is what I'll go to your point in this, and I'll say I think people are overreacting because of this, though, bro. It is a Pac-12 team. So even though they were ranked in the top 10, them boys wasn't ready to face an SEC team, especially in week one. Them boys was not ready to see an SEC team for real. Even oh, though they almost beat us On there. top of that? Yeah, and you got to come to Florida from Utah. The humidity was kicking their ass. You could tell. They got, they were showing the players throwing up on the sideline. <laughs> them boys was not ready to come to Florida. They was not ready. But even still, I think it was like the Pac-12 and SEC difference because we seen how dominant the SEC was this entire weekend, except for LSU trash ass losing, losing the damn uh, FSU. Because they were the only SEC team to lose this weekend. Everybody else took care of business. And it was a couple of SEC teams that did have some touch, uh, tough matchups in the first week. But Florida really put themselves on the map. I think it was really like a, a over-exaggeration putting them at 12. But that was a huge W, especially when we really didn't have any expectations for the teams. It really lets you know where they stand. Where They're not an unranked team. Maybe 12 is too high, but they're not supposed to be unranked. They're supposed to be oh, somewhere yeah, no. in that top 20. They're supposed to be somewhere in that top 20. I wasn't mad that we got ranked. I wasn't mad we got ranked. But number 12, I was like, I already know what's going to happen, bro. They ranking us <laughs> high as fuck right now. And as soon as we show that we don't even deserve to be um, ranked that high or ranked at all, they're going to try us and kick us all the way down to, like, number 23 or something like that. And then all the UF fans who are just digging us up right now, being delusional, they're going to be like, how can they just take us down like that after putting us all the way up to number 12? Y'all should have seen this coming. They never <laughs> fuck with Florida, bro. The college football playoff committee never fucks with Florida like that. Like just, it's not even it's the, the committee that committee doesn't rank yet. They don't commit, my, my they don't bad. rank until like the end of the year. The, the AP poll, y'all know who yeah. I'm talking about. Shit, neither one of them, neither one of them <laughs> fuck with us, honestly. Well, but, the yeah. AP of apparently does fuck with us. <laughs> Getting Yo, us they're this doing high. this on but, purpose. They're doing this on right, purpose. They're doing that shit for the games, <laughs> trying to get that one ranked matchup for the weekend. Facts. But uh no, nah, I gotta talk about Anthony Richardson, bro, because the game that he had, it was a masterful performance, no matter who he played. With the expectation and with all the criticism that he had coming into the week, I had seen a top five quarterbacks in the SEC list, and he wasn't on it. He wasn't on the top five quarterbacks in the SEC. They had Bryce Young, uh, Spencer Rattler, uh, K.J. Jefferson, and a couple other quarterbacks in the SEC, and this man was nowhere to be found. And then he puts on that performance like that. I see another graphic come up. Now he number two behind Bryce Young. Like, look how quick y'all back up being on this nigga. Dude. That shit crazy, man. But the performance that he had was magnificent, though, bro. And it and it, all his tools were really on display. Something that I said last week is that he has everything that you want in a quarterback when you talk about the tools, when you talk about the athleticism, the speed. He has the big arm. He has everything that you want. But it all came down to the IQ and making the correct reads. And all game, he was making the correct reads. There was a couple throws that he didn't hit for sure. But throughout the entire game, he was making the correct throws to the correct receivers, and I was impressed throughout that whole matchup. So I think right now he's 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 uh, correctly slotted to be a first round pick, and uh, as he should. That nigga had a hell of a game, but he just got to keep it up. Though. Uh, like I said, he's going to be a top three finalist for the Heisman. Uh, we ain't had a Heisman winner since the last number fifteen, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so that'll be very ironic if that does happen. But I'm. I'm hoping for the best for us this season. They've been proving me wrong so much, but now I kind of want to be proved wrong because now I'm not giving y'all any <laughs> high expectations. So please prove That's me when wrong they come through. I was about to say. And, and come through. 
I will admit I am wrong if they get anything more than eight wins this season. I see that as a dub. But that was my yeah. takeaway from uh, Florida this weekend. Alabama played nobody. Oh, shout out to um, Jackson State. Shadur played amazing. I, I get it. It was fam. Apparently, fam wasn't that good. I thought fam, you was one of the best teams in the SWAC. They said <laughs> they still are one of the best teams. They the are, SWAC. but just Jackson State but, is on another level, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, um, shout out to Shadur. He played amazing. That boy took his pass off and put ice on. Uh, like eight minutes left in the game, yeah, all his chains and watches on. I was like, boy, I this ignorant it. right here. That, that, <laughs> hey, that's that's prime time if it ever was one. I was about to say, that's some real shit. But yeah, I was just impressed. Oh, gotta talk about Clemson, bro. Because I obviously we could talk about LSU and FSU. Honestly, it was a lot of drama that was happening mid game that was honestly more intriguing than the outcome of it. Because FSU, they should have handily won that game, and they. Let LSU come back and almost, yeah. If, if, <laughs> that's, that's fucking end of, that end of that game was wild, bro. The end of that game was ridiculous, bro. Why are you pitching the ball at the one yard line, bro? All you got to do is take a knee, kick a field goal, you won. These that's what I said, bro. I'm like, that's what are y'all doing? If you kick like, the field goal, the game is over, bro. The game is over. There's no way LSU can win if you kick a field goal, and they want to be dumbasses. They want to be no, Florida State. They exactly. They really, they really <laughs> Florida State. <laughs> but they got saved, bro. They got saved at the end, bro. Because LSU, LSU, basically, that shit was ridiculous. No, but why I say it was more drama going on throughout the game is that the wide receiver from LSU, who was slotted to be the best wide receiver in college football, and is slotted to be the best wide receiver in this upcoming draft. His name is Kayshawn Booty. He is number seven for LSU. Man, FSU had that nigga on lock, my nigga. They, he was dropping passes, and they was locking him down the entire matchup. And you can see his frustration really build throughout the game because they weren't really getting him involved like he wanted to be involved. And we seen after the game, he deleted everything off of his, uh, off of his social media, and everybody yeah. was questioning, like, oh, is he going to transfer? Is he leaving to go to the NFL? This, that, the third. And it's like, damn, it was a lot of drama happening, like, mid-game. And, like, after the game with the LSU fans, because they really didn't know, like, what was going to happen with, like, the best player. Especially when you wear number seven for LSU. Like, that comes with, like, a lot of weight. Yeah. So when they see him delete everything, it looks like he's about to transfer or quit the team, go to the draft. It's like, damn. I heard that he's back in the LSU facility. He's like, he's going to play next weekend. But a lot of LSU fans were scared about how that situ- situation was going to play out, bro. So I thought that was just a funny thing that happened this week. Certain numbers you wear, bro. And I know in college football, they don't really retire numbers like that. But like you said, mm-hmm. you're going to put these certain jerseys on. You're going to put these certain numbers on. You got to be willing to take what come with the territory. You're going to get yeah. much criticism. Because it's a different pressure. Yeah. 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 It's a that's, different that's pressure. Why that, that's why with that Anthony Richardson shit, it's like, okay, yeah, because it's gonna it's gonna make me sound like I'm a hater if I'm not agreeing with people <laughs> with what they're saying. But it's like, no, I don't think y'all understand. Like, first off, him wearing the number 15 is just throwing me off as is because I really think that number needs to be retired. That's one of the few numbers that college football really just he asked Tebow for, and Tebow said he can wear it. That's the only reason but, he got that number on. I about to say, unless Tebow just gave his ultimate grace to wear the number, I'm looking crazy. But to say he's gonna be anything better than that, I I don't know. I gotta Tebow see is first. God I can't just predict that. Yeah, Tebow was God. I, I, I can't, bro. 
Bro got yeah. a stat. He one of the only three players with yeah. a damn statue. Like, he's, a god, he's just gonna. <laughs> he's know. a god in Gainesville, bro. I can't go with it. But yeah, that LSU game was fun. And the last thing I want to talk about, even though Clemson, the score looks lopsided when they play Georgia uh, Georgia Tech on Monday night. I'm still not convinced with DJU, man. I'm still not yeah. convinced. If you watch that first half, that looked like the you same. That was crazy, bro. That looked like the same Clemson team from last year. Yeah, they scored a couple of touchdowns in the second half to make the score look way more lopsided. But man, do not be fooled by this Clemson team. Them boys are still garbage. If they see some competition down the line, I'm pretty sure you said they play Notre Dame later in the year. Notre Dame might get these boys out the game because DJ, you do not like he's the one because they put in the backup because they put in the backup. I forgot what boy name is. Let me see what my boy name is for Clemson. The backup uh, club Nick. They put in club Nick. And that's who all of the Clemson fans want because he's like the new Trevor Lawrence. Apparently everybody wants to get the new blood in. He's supposed to be like that highly touted person to really take over for Clemson, but they only giving it to DJU because he's been there last year. He knows the system yeah. is the third. So you honestly feel the pressure that DJU feels because it's like, bro, if you make one or two more mistakes, that literally can be your Clemson career out the window. So it's funny yeah. how we're seeing it really play out in front of our eyes. And he didn't look that great on Monday night. He really didn't, bro. So it's a situation that we Because I was watching the first half. I was watching the first half. I'm like, please don't tell me Clemson finna let Georgia Tech make this a damn game. They were really making it a damn game. I was like, I was like, I'm finna get in the shower. By the time I come out, Clemson probably gonna be up like 21 to 3, 21 nothing. The game was close as hell. I'm like, oh yeah. no. I know they not. I know Dabo ain't got them out here folding like that. <laughs> it was like 14 to 10. I was like, ain't no way they finna hang around with like, Georgia come Tech. On, bro. Ain't no way they finna hang around with Georgia Tech. And they ended up letting loose at the end and finally separating themselves. But like I said, bro, DJ, you was quite, I'm questioning. But this is why I said, bro, Notre Dame has a chance to really make the playoffs again just because of the fact that their schedule is in their hands, bro. Like, it, if Notre Dame does not make the playoffs, it's honestly because they folded. Their schedule gives them full reign to make the playoffs. They still got to play USC. Now, USC looked good, too. When we outside of USC, we just said what we said about Clemson. So, yeah, outside yeah, yeah. of USC, who the yeah, hell yeah. else is on their schedule, for real, to I really think. make us say they ain't got no chance? So yeah. they're gonna get in off of their schedule alone, unless they oh, fall. I don't know why they're getting in. I don't know why they're getting in. They're gonna get in. They're literally gonna have the record. All if they, they beat, if they win, people if they win the rest of their schedule, they might get in. If they, if they if, blow yeah. people out how they supposed to, then yeah, they're gonna make it. Yeah, they're probably gonna get in if they block everybody out because they're currently yeah they're still fired right now. Yep. Or is this the oh is this last week's? Because I don't see Florida up here. Oh, this might be last week. Uh, AP poll. They might have moved up. They might have. No, they, they still have five. No, Notre Dame still five. Say, yeah, they still five. Yeah, Notre Dame still five. That shit is crazy. But they're a team that you got to look out for, bro. Like I said, do not be uh, fooled by Clemson and their antics. Uh, moving on with college football, bro. We got some news this past week with the College Football Board of Managers has decided on a 12-team college football playoff format that is expected to start in 2026. So we were speculating last year. They were having conversations last season about an eight team, a 16 team, a 12 team was obviously being talked about. And it's finally decided on that 12 team is going to be what we roll with. So what is the reaction to this? 
bro. I did not want 12 teams, bro. I ain't want nothing over eight, and I barely wanted that. I think this is just going to leave room for more blowouts. I mean, outside of the money being raked in, what the hell else is there to gain for real? Like, you're just giving teams false hope that they can just have this Cinderella story. This is not goddamn March Madness. (laughs) It's not the same. They're going to try and make the same type of effect, and it's just not going to happen, bro. Football is too team-oriented to really Mm -hmm. just pull off a Cinderella story. If you're a number 12 seed in a 12-team playoff format and you don't have half of the damn recruits that the top five seeds have, you're not getting to the damn playoffs and you're not winning a championship. It's not happening. We're going to watch... We're going to watch teams just sign themselves up to just get, beat the brakes off of their ass. Like, that's really all it's going to be. And it's going to influence teams to not even really have to worry about having a perfect schedule anymore. If you have 12 yeah, teams, not, not all 12 teams have to be perfect. You're going to have teams with two to three losses making the playoffs, plain and simple. Yeah. You got that many teams. And this is why I didn't want to see it expanded, bro. That's why I kept telling y'all, just keep it at four. Because now, not only is it so many more teams going to get in, but now we're going to have to start hearing complaints from the 13th, 14th, and 15th best teams about not getting in. Like, nigga, we don't give a fuck about y'all niggas not getting in. You you shouldn't even be in consideration. Because everybody who's sitting outside of the club wants to have an argument on why they should be in the club. So everybody who misses it is going to be like, I should have been in, I should have been in. It's like, why? So you can get your ass blown out by Alabama? That shit don't make no difference who y'all play in the first round. This is why I wanted to keep it at four because that's what it's going to come down to, bro. College football is about who has the best programs, bro. It's usually Ohio State, Alabama, uh, Clemson, Georgia. All them boys are usually up in that top four. That's why they're always there. And those will be the same teams that end up in the final four teams, even in this 12-team playoff format. It's still going to end up with those four teams being there because they're just the four best programs. Yes, will we will we see an upset here and there? Yes, we will. Will that make some noise in college football? Maybe, but I really can't tell you if it will, bro. It's not. It's not going to be a shocking upset. It might be somebody like Texas A and M playing against Florida, and Florida is the lower seed, but Florida end up beating Texas A and M because those type of teams are going to make the playoff now. Like teams yeah. like Florida are going to make the playoff. It's going to be like six, six of those 12 teams are going to be SEC teams. I can tell you now. I can tell you right now. Florida going to be in it. Texas A&M going to be in it. When LSU Georgia, get back in motion, LSU they going to be, be in, in it. it. Alabama. It's going five or six uh, SEC Auburn, teams going to be in it. Auburn got their motion right, Auburn might be in there. This shit just going to turn into the SEC tournament. This shit ain't even going to be the goddamn college football playoff, bro. It's really not. It's only going to get worse for y'all small schools. Because if we got teams like Oklahoma about to come to the SEC, Texas about to come to the SEC, it's about to get worse for you other niggas because it's got to be an SEC tournament and the goddamn college football playoff. I don't know why y'all voted on this. It's just going to get worse and become more SEC biased. And I just, I think it's really, like you said, it's going to make the smaller schools, it's just going to highlight how trash y'all are even more, <laughs> bro. Like, is I don't see this working in y'all favor. Yeah, like you said, every now and then it'll be an upset. Like the number seventeen might beat the number four team, but then they're gonna get their ass kicked. Like literally the <laughs> next game by a higher seeded team. Like I don't like what we're just gonna be excited now because one or two teams out of the elite teams are gonna get upset. It when it's still gonna be one of the same old regular teams yeah. winning it all, like we're used to seeing. This is why I said six teams, bro. 
I said six. I think I was one of the few people that thought six was perfect because you have the four teams that you know are going to be in there, and then you leave room for the two teams that had an argument. So let's say you got Bama, Clemson, Georgia, and Ohio State, four teams that we always know are going to be in there. They can get their spots locked. That fifth and sixth seed could be for Texas A&M who are on the fringe to getting in, but they slipped down to the sixth seed. Notre Dame, Notre Dame had an argument to be in it, but they didn't make the top four, but they got the fifth seed. Or if you got any other team like that, like Oklahoma, like teams that can make an argument to get into the top four, that fifth and sixth seed will work perfect for them. And then at that point, that's not even a huge upset. It's a logical upset at that point. So Mm -hmm. I I think six teams would have been perfect because you got four teams for sure, and then you got two teams that have a very good argument. But now with eight to 12 teams, it's like anybody finna get it. We'll probably see Miami in this bitch with the way Miami been ranked the last two years. Miami Mm -hmm. will probably make um, the college football playoff. And then how do we know they'll do any good? Because the teams we've seen them obliterate, they ain't even all that for real. Any team that we've seen Miami play that is really worth something, they just haven't won. So I I don't know. I don't know what this is going to do later down the line for fans. I think fans are going to be way more upset than what they're thinking right now. Because we're just wasting time, bro. That's basically what you're doing. Obviously, this is going to make the college football playoff and college football more money because it's more quote-unquote playoff games. But they're going to be blowouts, especially from the, the top schools versus the 12th team, 11th team. Those are going to be blowouts, bro. I'm sorry. It is. If you're Cincinnati or if you're a, a Boise State from 07, if you play in... You're going to get blown out by these top programs, bro. I'm sorry, bro. You just are. And like I said, it's just going to end up being a fucking uh, SEC tournament, bro. That's all it's going to turn into. And people and people are still going to be mad about it. It's like everybody is going to find something to be upset about. Everybody every year is upset about who is the fifth or sixth team that's missing out on this college football playoff. Now it's going to be the 13th, 14th team. Now they upset about some bullshit. So that's what I'm just upset about because y'all niggas not even really worthy of making a playoff. Y'all are only worthy of a bowl game. I'm not, I'm mad that you even here in this realm, even competing and shit. Because like you brought up earlier, they're expecting a, a March Madness type of effect from this. But it's just not the same thing, bro. It's, not, be the, it's same. not the same thing in college football, bro. It's really not. When it's five players on the court, it's like, okay, we understand, bro. A, a game can sway many different ways. One bro. player can literally change yeah, the whole game. Yeah, exactly. With football, it ain't it's always different. like that. It's, it's not, not always, always like, like that. that. It's not going to be that same March Madness effect, bro. Yeah, will we see a NC State or a Florida upset a, a, a Notre Dame, a fourth-ranked Notre Dame? Yeah. A lot of people I honestly wouldn't even be surprised by that. A lot of people probably would pick that shit because niggas don't believe in Notre Dame. <laughs> but it's like that that's the upsets that we will be looking at, though, bro. Like a Notre Dame losing in the first round. But the real contending teams, Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, they're gonna be there every year. So y'all, I don't want I don't want to hear no excuses about it's SEC biased and this gonna make anything change because it's not. Y'all small school is not gonna get any more of a chance because we still finna run it, uh, populate this whole shit. Facts. And the top so, two teams are going to get bye weeks anyway, I think. I, that, it might that, be something that like that. That would be the only thing that makes sense yeah. because I don't want to see Alabama wasting time and risking <laughs> injury playing the top team. I don't, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Y'all can call it bias. Y'all can call it SEC bias all y'all want. Nobody wants to see Alabama play a 12th ranked anybody. 
And I wouldn't want to see a, a number two ranked Georgia wasting time playing a number 11 seed. Like, I just don't want to see that. Like, because mm-hmm. we know what the outcome is going to be, bro. And we don't want to see the best players risking getting injured by playing a first, second, and third round leading up to the to the final um, championship. So I think if with this 12-team playoff, I think the top two teams, the number one and number two seed, they should get bye weeks just to be sure that they're preserving their players. Yeah. Yeah, because they said teams seeded five through 12 will play each other in the first round on either the second or third weekend of December. Yeah. And then you got the the quarterfinals where we will finally see the Alabamas play everybody who makes it to that next round. So five through 12, <laughs> maybe that first weekend could be something because you could, like I said before, those are the upsets you will see. The five through 12 upsets, those are the upsets that you could be looking for. The Notre Dame losing to NC State type of upsets. But when you make it to them quarterfinals and you got to play them big boys, them big boys, <laughs> them boys for the knock y'all boys off y'all pivot for real. I'm telling you, it's just how it is. But uh, yeah, I was upset to see that shit though. But uh, moving on to some other news in college football, I brought this up, bro, only because you sent me that tweet about Lee Corso last week, and it looked like they don't <laughs> found his damn replacement, bro, in Pat McAfee. So it looks like Pat McAfee will join College Game Day. It looks like he signed a multi-year deal to be a featured part of their cast. Now we already know it has Kirk uh, Herb Street, Reese Davis, uh, Desmond Howard. And uh, Lee Corso has been a part of that team for a long time. But there was a couple of videos coming out by Lee that say he, he might be getting a little too old for this game. So it looked like he finally, they got his replacement set up in the wing. So shit, funny. So what, what was the shit you sent me this weekend? That shit was funny. It was the, um, uh, so y'all know how Lee, he always got the mascot head with whatever <laughs> pick he has, whether it's an upset or a big game of the week for college game day. My dog said, not right now, baby. Give me that head. <laughs> <laughs> My dog reached over for the head. He old, so he don't realize what he said, which is making it even funnier. But yeah, that's who but this is but it was this is what I told Edgar because he ended up sending me that on uh, Instagram. I told Edgar, bro, Lee been slipping for a couple of years though. But Leah OG, so we're gonna respect him either way, because we know Lee from the, the video game. So it's like he an OG forever just for being a part of the yep. video game, being a part of our childhood for real. But the last couple of years, you can really see the age really weigh on him. Like, he ain't the same. You can see he, he moving slower than usual. I remember he yeah. was, I think Jack, they had Jack Harlow on. And he was trying to uh, respond yep. to something Jack Harlow said. And it took him like eight seconds to raise his pistol. That nigga was moving slow and shit. You can just see the age just weighing on him. And obviously, that's going to happen because he getting older and shit. But you can just see, like, it's time for him to transition to something else and have Pat take his wings. But and Pat I, is I don't know. I don't How's know a carry that tradition, though, bro. With the head, I don't know if anybody going to yeah. take the head shit. Yeah. I, I don't think nobody should take that, bro. I think yeah. that's a tradition that should just... Is 10, 15 years from now, we just going to have to tell people you just had to be there, bro. You just had to be there. <laughs> <laughs> That's facts, though. That's facts. Because I don't think Pat going to take that shit over. Just off the respect tip and what his yeah. memory, what Lee's memory was, the college game day, you got to keep that shit there. How it is. But I think Pat is a good replacement. I think Pat is energetic and can really bring fans to college game day. Because if you don't know, Pat's already got like 2 million subscribers on YouTube. Like, he's already big by himself. So coming to ESPN is just going to make the, the show bigger and make himself bigger. So definitely shout out to Pat for the deal, for sure. Uh, moving on, let's move to some college football picks for week two before we move on to the NFL. So we don't have that many, we don't have any ranked matchups for this week. It's really like a, a lot of 
unranked versus ranked games, but could be some potential upsets. We got uh, Kentucky versus Florida. That's really the big game of the week. Who you got? Uh, damn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> my heart want to pick Florida, but my mind knows that we're not winning this game. <laughs> it's in the swamp, we're, too. Six points. I'm about to say, we in the swamp. And we lost to Kentucky, what, two years in a row now? Yeah. <sighs> After our goddamn 33 win streak, we done lost two years in a row. Oh my gosh. Uh damn. I know what's gonna happen, but I'm gonna pick the Florida Gators, bro. I, I gotta go with the orange and blue Gator Nation. If they end up winning for real, that'll be great. But I'm knowing what I really know is gonna happen. I this is hurting me to pick this. I know I'm gonna be wrong. <laughs> I got Florida, man. I watched Kentucky play last week. I wasn't that impressed. And Florida beating a, a top 10 Utah team, I was more impressed by them. The Florida's defense is more so of a question mark of where they can yes. get ran through because them boys was not stopping anybody on goddamn Saturday. <laughs> they wasn't stopping anybody, but all, bro. but yeah, I think Florida has enough offense to get them over the hump in this uh this Kentucky matchup. Like I said, six point spread on Bavada, too. That's pretty nice. I don't know. That's pretty nice if you want Kentucky. Uh, next, we got Alabama versus Texas. This is really the big matchup, and it's going Alabama. to be on. Yeah. It's not close. <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> Obviously, to a lot of people. <laughs> Obviously, a lot of people want to gas it up because of the names of the programs, but this is obviously an Alabama game. But it's a 20-point spread on Bavada. Would you get a, a plus? Would it be plus 24 Texas? Would you take Texas plus 20? Less than so less than 20. So it'd be like a 19 or less. Bama mm. winning by 30, bro. Like, <laughs> I would go ahead and say 30. <laughs> yeah. Bama looked good last week. And like I said, they have two of the best players in college football. Will Anderson, Bryce Young. I got Alabama dominating for sure. So, yeah, definitely Alabama minus 20 for sure. Uh, all of these other games look like lopsided matchups. We got Pittsburgh versus Tennessee. I know Tennessee just dropped, uh, hopped into the uh, AP top 25 this week. That's going to be a close matchup. 330 on ABC. Who you got? Uh, You said Tennessee and who? Pittsburgh. I'll give it to Pittsburgh. I'm going to give it to Tennessee, man. SEC. SEC. And that's really it. Oh, I think USC versus Stanford. They're saying that's supposed to be a big game. That's going to be the game of the night, too. Oh, that might be pretty good. Mm -hmm. I'll take USC, but that, that game might be good. Stanford always um, give people Yeah, they're usually pretty solid, for sure. I got I got USC. And I'm taking a spread at minus eight, uh, minus eight and a half, bro. I like USC, man. I told y'all before, USC looked good in week one. They didn't play anybody. But just the explosion of the offense is what I was looking for. And yeah. the defense was making some nice plays, too. Something that we never see from USC is the defense. But we've seen the defense step up, too. So I'm telling you, I still got USC making it to the college football playoff. Even though it's been one week, I still like them. And I'll take them at uh, minus nine on Bavada. And we got Baylor versus BYU. BYU is top 25, too. Uh... I'll say BYU just because I ain't looked into Baylor in a minute. Damn, I got to take BYU just off the strength of that. I ain't looked at Baylor in so damn long. 
And BYU is favorite, even though Baylor is a top 10 team. BYU is favorite minus three. Honestly, I don't know either of these teams or who they have, but I would just go with Baylor, man, just off the strength of the Big 12. I did watch BYU play USF a little bit because that game was kind of a route from the beginning. So I did I did watch them a little bit, but I'm going to slide with Baylor, just go with the Big 12 over uh, whatever conference. But what, is, what conference is BYU in? Is they Pac-12? Who knows? Who knows? I don't even. Are they Pac-12? <laughs> no, I got a little uh, shit. Oh, that shit gonna bug. I'm about to say I'm finna look it up. Are they in a Pac-12? Or they, I think BYU might be independent, bro. BYU might be independent. Probably uh, standings. Yeah, they independent. FBS. Okay, I was, I'm like, damn, I didn't know if they was Pac-12. Okay, yeah, they independent. All right, let's move forward to the NFL picks of the week. Y'all already know how this shit go, man. We going down the list. We going through. We going to talk about some of the games of the week that we see for week one of this college—not college football, but NFL season. And damn, the first game of the season is Bills versus Rams. Yeah, you ain't know that. Yeah, yeah. I ain't paying attention. I ain't paying attention. Wait, oh yeah, they've been Hell talking no. about this shit for weeks. Bills versus Rams. We that could be a Super Bowl preview, hockey. <laughs> and if y'all watched, and if y'all watched our uh prediction live stream y'all know me and agra hockey swap agra he ain't believing in the bills like he has the past <laughs> few years and i'm hockey on the bills bandwagon bro i think this might be the bills year josh allen is gonna take that leap to be one of the best quarterbacks and is gonna put the bills over the hump uh, i said on the live stream and y'all can go back and watch i have nothing against the bills this season but they gotta prove it to me dog i've been high on the bills the past two to three seasons they just have not delivered. And we we went over this, I, and I don't think Josh Allen is a tier two below Patrick Mahomes and the rest not of the boys. It's, it's really a tier 1A, tier 1B, and I think Josh Allen is in that tier 1B, and he just needs to get over this next hump Hold on. of actually getting to the Super Bowl. Who is tier 1A? Mahomes, Brady, of course, because it's Brady. Um... I mean, I got Allen uh, could be there. Allen right there. Who else there? I got a 10 one eight? A- A- Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Allen is right there. Mm, no Burrow? Know, no Burrow? Bur- nah, not tier 1A, no. Tier- Burrow is tier 1B. Burrow is tier 1B. Josh Allen should be 1A. That's what I'm saying. That's not. what I'm telling you. He should be 1A. I, I think the That's- fact that he doesn't even have a Super Bowl appearance yet, and he's had at least two opportunities to get there now, it's just, I, I think it, this could very well be the season, but I need them to prove it to me at this point. Like, that's all I'm saying. That's why I ain't so y'all well, hear what he's saying, bro. Y'all hear what he's saying, because this is, I'm going to predict the season. I'm going to predict Eggert shit, because I know this nigga already. He going to, he off the bandwagon now. We going to get toward the middle of the season. The Bills going to be like seven and one. He gonna be back on them niggas bandwagon like he never no, left. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> I know this nigga too well, bro. He gonna nah, the season. Gotta, he, you gonna... Because I know what can happen in the regular <laughs> season at this point. The niggas can be what 14 and 3, 15 and 2 in the regular season. I'm looking at playoffs now when I look at the Bills. I really don't care what their regular season record is. They got Vaughn too. They, they got Vaughn, Michael Hyde. They got a difference too. I, under, I, I totally understand that. Just when they, if they let you down this year, you're gonna feel exactly how I felt the last two years. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I believe, I believe in the Bills this year, man. Josh Allen finna have a huge season. 
And this is only a two-point spread. The Bills are favored on Bavada. That's crazy. Who home? The Rams are home. Damn. Hmm. And the Bills favored? Damn. Bills favored. I'm telling you, people scared of them Bills, bro. The Bills got a squad. Tredavious White coming back this year. You got Tremaine Edmonds still. They got a squad, bro. I'm going to take the Rams. But the Rams, Rams got a squad, too. I'm taking the Rams for the first game of the season. I got the Rams at home. Defending Super Bowl champions at home Thursday night. For, yeah, bro. I got the Rams. Like I said, I think this could be a Super Bowl preview, bro. Because like the Rams are still the most talented team in the, the NFC, at least. They're still the most talented team. I, nobody is talking about them because they just won. I don't think there will be a Super Bowl hangover. Maybe in the first couple of games, they got to readjust. But I still think the talent will prevail. You still got the best defensive player. Cooper Cup just won Super Bowl MVP and had the triple crown. I know Matt Stafford had that little injury issue, but I'm seeing that he's back to full goal. They bring in Allen Robinson. You got Cam Akers back. I'm hearing when Odell gets healthy, they're going to bring back Odell. You still got Jalen Ramsey. It's like, dog, I'm rocking with the Rams, bro. I'm rocking with the Rams. But uh, for this game, I'm going with the Bills, though. For this game, I'm going with the Bills. Uh. Definitely taking that two-point spread, too. Uh, moving on to Sunday, we got 49ers versus Bears. 49ers. This is a huge game for Trey Lance, bro. I think this could be a huge game for Trey Lance. I'm not saying that the, the 49ers are going to lose, but I think this could be a huge game because the Bears aren't that good. I want to see dominating performance type shit, especially in this. I was gonna matchup. say the I 49ers see... need to blow them out. <laughs> yeah, like the, the Bears are hockey tanking right now. They they're gonna get the number one pick type of year. Y'all should be dominating, but it's relies on Troy Lance, though. So I got the 49ers for sure. Uh Browns versus Panthers. Browns. Ooh, Baker Mayfield revenge game? And it's in Carolina. Mm. Panthers got a yeah, one and a half point spread. Yeah, I had Baker back on the live stream. I'll go ahead and get Baker the, the opening season opener though. I'll give it to the Panthers. Panthers over the Browns. Yeah, the Browns quarterback is still Jacoby Brissett. So I'm definitely rolling out with the Panthers <laughs> on that one. <laughs> rolling out with the Panthers. And it's a revenge game. I love that. Because you see, they did the same thing with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson playing Seattle. Yep. That's how you know the NFL rigged this shit. How the hell all the matches <laughs> happen in week one? Bullshit. All right, Colts versus Texans. Uh, Colts. Yeah, Colts. Colts dominating that one. Eagles versus Lions. Uh, funny enough, this game is sold out already. Um, <laughs> but and they're uh, playing in Detroit too. That's the funny part. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ooh, is this the first upset of the season? Hmm. Damn, do the Lions shock the world and upset a possible playoff team for the first game of the season? I'm going to go Lions, bro. I'm going to go Lions over the Eagles. <laughs> it's only a four-point spread on Bavada. I like the Eagles this year. I got the Eagles being like a, a Super Bowl contender type of team. They're going to be on like the precipice of getting there. I got some other teams above them to actually get to the Super Bowl, but the Eagles going to be right there in that conversation, bro, right there in that conversation. But I got the Eagles in this matchup. Jaguars versus Commanders. Ugly ass game. <laughs> Come on, I still got to get used to saying Commanders, bro. I know I'm going to say Redskins and still going to say football. I'm damn it just for the keep saying Washington. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm. I'm, I'm going to just go Commanders. I'm not going to try to entertain that. <laughs> yeah. Actually, 
Nah, don't do it. I'm going to go Jags, bro. Don't do it, bro. Don't do go it, bro. Y'all go listen to that don't live stream it. while I'm high on the Jags. <laughs> I'm liking the Jags this year. I'm rocking out with the Jags. Uh, Patriots versus the Dolphins. Ooh, division game. Uh, mm. I like the Patriots. I don't like the Patriots this year. I'm rocking with the Dolphins, bro. And it's a three and a half point spread on Bovada, too. I would take the spread, too. I don't think the game going to be that close. I respect Bill, but I don't think the Patriots going to be that crazy. And if you listen to the live stream, they're going to be lasting in uh, AFC East. That's all I'm going to say, bro. They're going to be, la- they gonna be last in the AFC East, bro. That's, that's all I'm going to say because this team is going to be improved. The Jets versus the Ravens. You said the Jets are going to be improved? Yes, you sir. must not have you must not have heard the news today. <laughs> I know, no, no. That's for a couple of weeks. We're gonna be back in week four. We're gonna be back in week four. Yeah, the, hey, we're going 0 and 3 for sure. We're definitely going 0 and 3. Definitely starting off slow for sure. Who you said they play? Uh the Ravens. Oh, um, yeah, the Ra- the Ravens. They talking about Joe Flacco get revenge against the Ravens. <laughs> Lamar gonna run through that. Game. <laughs> I got the Ravens. That's not revenge. <laughs> It's not over, but bro, we're a few days away from the beginning of the season, and Lamar not even Jackson's... a few. We less than twenty four hours. <laughs> but yeah, we only have twenty four hours. But I'm saying, in terms of Lamar Jackson and his deadline with his contract, obviously he said uh, a couple of weeks ago he was going to stop negotiating uh, when before the week one game. And we're a couple of days away, and no contract has been agreed to yet. They still say they're far apart on the. The negotiation and the obviously the the pieces of the contract. What's going to happen with this situation, bro? This is the last year of his contract. Is he gone after this? I think I saw a post today um, that said he spoke to the press and said by Friday there should be a decision made. In terms of him leaving or what? No, in terms of him like signing for whatever he signed for, there should be a decision made by Friday. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying because he's he gave them a deadline of like mm-hmm. before week one. This is the deadline, so something has yep. to shake. If nothing shakes, if we're still far apart on the deal, I'm gonna keep going. I don't know how long this contract is gonna be for. If it's taking them this long to give him what he wants, at this point he's mm-hmm. compromising, and with compromising, you ain't finna sign long term. So I would I would not be surprised if he does not sign for anything longer than three years. I think he's gonna get a five year. I what I'm hearing is that he's being offered a five year, two fifty. Like I'm hearing that he's getting the fifty million a year tag, but it's the guaranteed money that's really the throwing off this whole negotiation. He wants more guaranteed money than what he's uh, getting I, right now. I think that's why I don't see anything longer than a three year contract. I think we're going to be very shocked before Sunday to see what his contract looks like, because if he's not getting the guaranteed money he wants for a long term deal, he's going to take whatever guaranteed money he gets short term, sign three years. By the second year, we're going to be talking about where Lamar Jackson going next. And I, I, I don't know if I can see him in anything other than a Ravens uniform at this point, but don't be surprised if that contract ain't no bigger than three. I told you that boy going to the Dolphins. It don't matter how to a play. He's going to end up being a Dolphin, bro. I, told you <laughs> I think they're offering him five-year 250, but obviously the, the guaranteed money is the problem. And it's crazy because if he does sign that contract and just takes whatever guaranteed money they're giving him 
And if he gets 50 million a year, we talked about it before about like Patrick Mahomes being like the cap. Like he's making 50 million a year with that 10 year, 500 mil. Like if Lamar gets 50, it's like now everybody starts to leapfrog once again with how much money you're starting to pay a quarterback because the cap isn't 50 anymore at Patrick Mahomes if Lamar getting 50. So the ne- the quarterbacks that's coming up next, like the Herberts and the Burrows, them niggas might be touching 60 million. If they see Lamar get 50, they might say, oh, you got to throw me that 60, especially Burrow. I've been carrying your franchise to the damn Super Bowl. I'm the only thing that's damn holding this franchise up. I brought y'all niggas back from the depths of hell. Oh, y'all got to throw me 60. Y'all got to throw me 60. But this is I told you, bro, in the, in the next five to 10 years for real, I think we had this conversation like a year or two ago, and then the next five to 10 years, that salary cap shit for the NFL, that shit damn near not finna exist no or more. Or the money gonna like, keep the, going up, though. That's what I'm saying. The money, there'll be a cap, but it's not gonna feel like it with the way these deals are gonna come, bro. Like, yeah. if it's just gonna keep rising up more and more with every other class of quarterback, is the cap even real anymore at that point? That was my only thing. That shit is crazy, bro. That's why that's why I'm looking close at that. Obviously, I don't think he signs the deal. I think Lamar ends up somewhere. That's why that's like my final prediction on it. I think he ends up signing with another team next year. But uh, if he does sign this deal, and it is what is being reported a five-year 250 or whatever, people are going to start leapfrogging that like by next year. I think Herbert is uh due for an extension this summer. I think Burrow is the same way, due for an extension this summer or could get one this summer. It's like them boys finna be touching 55, 60. And we was just complaining about Dak Prescott getting 40. That shit go look like a bargain in a year or two. Yeah. That's gonna be like 40 million ain't shit. So hey, it's just something to keep a close eye on for sure. But I got the Ravens for sure. Uh Saints versus Falcons. Saints. Saints. <laughs> That boy Edgar know how I feel about the Saints this year. <laughs> hey, I, I don't even want to say, I don't want you, I don't, I don't even want to say what I was saying on the, the, the live stream. I just want y'all to go listen. Go just to go the listen. NFC South. Just go to the it, NFC South. Y'all gonna hear how I feel. It's not worth repeating. It's really not. Just go listen. Just y'all, just y'all, go y'all go and listen how I feel about them damn Saints this year. I, just to let you know, I feel good about it. I got the Saints blowing these Falcons out. Steelers versus Bengals. Uh, ooh, that's gonna be a tough. Ooh, another division game. It's a lot of division games for the first game of the season. Shit. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that Saints Falcons. That was division. Um, Patriots Dolphins. Yep. I got the Bengals. Bengals gonna get that. Yeah, I got the Bengals. You starting off, Mitch Trubisky? I'm not trusting your team, bro. I don't care how good <laughs> that defense is. <laughs> I'm going with the Bengals. Hey, that that run game gonna be solid too, though. Trubisky might not have to play perfect. Yeah, but niggas finna stack that box and make that nigga Trubisky make a throw. <laughs> so at one point you gonna have to slang that shit, Trubisky. So I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, because the Bengals, the Bengals pass rushes like they that. Yeah, like that. they like that. So they like that. And uh, Chiefs versus Cardinals, another good matchup. Mm. Oh. Mm. Another. Upset? I got the Chiefs. Now I got the Chiefs. Minus six on Bavada though for the spot. Oh wait, it's it's a lot of people missing from the Cardinals. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, don't I, th- know. I think a lot of people. Um, yeah, I'll go Chiefs. I'll go Chiefs. Yeah, I'll go with Chiefs. All right, Giants versus Titans. Uh Titans. Titans for sure. Packers versus Vikings. Uh Vikings. 
I was about to say all that shit y'all was talking. Okay. I got the Packers, though. I got the Packers. Everybody knows my opinion on the Vikings. Y'all trying to make me sound no! so anti-Vikings. Bro, everybody who was on that so live stream was talking bro. crazy like the Packers weren't going to be shit this year. And the Vikings was going to be the supreme team. I don't believe that bullshit. I don't believe it. A Rod will find a way in the regular season. He finds a way in the playoffs. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't defend that man in the playoffs. But in the regular season, he finds a way. I got the Packers. Uh, Raiders versus Chargers. Ooh, I got my Chargers. I got them Raiders, boy. I got them Raiders. I like the Raiders this year. The Raiders will have the best scoring offense in the NFL, even though they playing a hell of a defense. With the Khalil, Mac, Joey, Bosa, Derwin, James, them boys healthy too. Even though they got to play them boys, I still got the Raiders because, hey, Derek Carr has never had a number one option. Now he got one now. He got the best one in the league in Devontae Adams. Still got Hunter Renfro and has one of the best tight ends in the league. Arguably a top three tight end. Derek Carr finna get loose. And you still got Josh Jacobs in the backfield. We were seeing him take the Raiders to playoffs with not even close to this amount of talent. So imagine what he finna do now. I like the Raiders this year, man. That's all I got to say. I got the Raiders one in this game. And Buccaneers versus Cowboys Sunday night football. Uh, I got the Bucks. They did. Damn, they did this to us on last year. We had Sunday night. They did. It, it was Thursday night for y'all last year. It was Thursday. Yeah, y'all was the first game of the season. Was. It was Thursday yeah, game we, of the season. Um, I, I Why are y'all playing the Cowboys every year? I have no that idea. Even, that don't even make sense. Why I play bad at that season? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But uh, yeah, I got the Bucks though. I got the Bucks. Uh, Broncos versus Seahawks. Broncos blowout. Yeah, that's gonna be emotional as hell. That nigga Russ coming back to to Seattle, but it's definitely gonna be a Dubington for uh for for the Broncos for sure. Who who is the Seahawks quarterback? Oh, aren't the Seahawks starting like Geno Smith or some shit like that? I thought it was Drew Locke or somebody. No, they they was it was a competition and Geno oh. Smith won. Geno Smith starting in 2022. But <laughs> <laughs> them boys are tanking over there, bro. bro I, I forgot bros in the league. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, what? When I see him actually win the competition, I said, that's crazy. They want to tank games, apparently. That shit crazy, bro. But uh, those are the picks of the week. It's going to be an exciting week one, and we will be back to give y'all the, the recap for it next weekend, bro. But I'm excited, bro. The Bills, we ain't had the that many upsets. We ain't, we ain't had that many upsets because the first week, so we don't really know what to expect. So we just say we just going with favorites, honestly. I think I, 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 li- I like who I like. My my Lions pick. That's a that's an upset pick. I have. Um, are the Vikings really an upset pick? Nah, it's really only a, a one and a half point spread on Bavada. It's not. I about to say, much. I don't even think that's a, and that's a division game anyway. That shit can always yeah. go either way. I really think I only have one upset pick, and that's my Lions pick. Yeah, yeah, that's really it. I don't, I didn't pick any. <laughs> yeah, I feel strongly about my favorites at this point until I see otherwise. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next topic, we have Pat Bam and Russ, Russ Besties. I know y'all was seeing these picks yesterday. Don't tell me y'all was the only one seeing Russ and Russ and Pat Bev all buddied up, hugging on the basketball I did not court. See this. Bro, when I I gotta pull up the picks, bro. When I tell <laughs> you, I've never seen niggas be, be clicked up that quick, especially with the track history of these boys. Y'all know the beef between them. Like Pat Bev injured uh, Russ ACL. Like these boys got history. But when I seen these boys all buddied up, hugging and shit, laughing off the court, I couldn't believe it, bro. 
Let me get, let me get a moment. All I seen was that Pat Bev interview when he was like, no, I'm not playing with Braun and AD. They're playing with me. I made the playoffs. They didn't. <laughs> Hold on, bro. Hit this shit, though, right here. That boy was talking reckless. <laughs> you didn't see this shit right here? These niggas buddy buddy oh, laugh for this shit. I did not shit. see this. Bro, the niggas buddy buddy. And then it was another one where they like, it looks like uh, Pat Beverly was walking into the facility and they dapped yep. up in the beginning. It's like, I don't know if these boys are trying to be cordial or what, but they putting on one hell of a front, my nigga. I'm telling you, because that's crazy. Seeing them be buddy buddy after the track history that they got. Hey, but this could be a sign for all y'all who got their haters out there. Everybody y'all in a beef or some shit like that. Put that shit aside. Yeah. For the betterment of be a squashed. team. Shit, yeah. Hey, shit can be, if this shit can be squashed, <laughs> hey, anything can be squashed, my nigga. That's really what this is telling us right now. <laughs> but is hey, it really nah, squashed or nah, are they doing could, this for the cams? If we can get Rondo and CP3 to do the same thing, then. <laughs> <laughs> that shit wraps. Hey, Rondo would rather retire before going to Phoenix. I swear to God he would. Yeah, nigga would rather go to Phoenix, bro. That shit crazy. But it's funny. Like I said, you can put a lot of your shit aside or they just doing this shit for the cameras. We don't know, but it's just funny to see, though. It's just funny. Either way, they got to put it aside enough to even put on yeah. a front for the camera. So you got to agree with each other to some extent to do that. And it's funny because they have one of the best, like, teammates in terms of the camaraderie with LeBron. Like, he's someone who always brings players together, always uh, goes on outings with him for, like, the team bonding, the chemistry type thing. So I think they could, with him being the centerpiece, he can make everything really circulate with them. They're going to have some moments, though. They're going to have some moments during games where they (laughs) blow up at each other for sure. Hey, that ugly (laughs) ass set Russell up. (laughs) (laughs) That Irish... The fighting Irish pose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That boy Russ Wild. That nigga from Cali with that pose. That nigga from Cali for real, my nigga, with that type of pose. You see that shit nowhere else but Cali, my nigga. That shit ugly as shit, but that one got them bangers, though. All right, moving on to social media wants to know. Man, y'all don't even want to know what I seen this week, bro. On I don't even want to. Look what I seen on, uh, on Twitter, bro. Shit crazy. Said, Let me pull this shit up. Chrome tab bookmarks. So there is a metaverse three-dimensional vixen named Mamiya Oreo, and she makes over a hundred thousand dollars a year creating adult content with just her avatar. And my question for this is: will metaverse porn become the new trend, bro? With the metaverse coming into going to become the new popular thing, because we always see we already see the virtual reality video game becoming a thing now. We see that somebody like her, who just really got into the scene early, is making a hundred thousand dollars a year making content. Is this a new thing? Is this gonna be the new OnlyFans for women? They don't even have to show their real bodies, they can just make an avatar, and this is it. It's born, bro. That's crazy. Sex will always sell, bro. Every time. It's, it's weird porn? as it's weird as people out there who will pay to see metaverse porn. Yes, like metaverse porn. It's like when I I know you watch porn before. It's like when you watch porn, bro, and you see those little like uh those cartoon characters fucking. It's like why the fuck am I seeing this while I'm trying to get to yeah, the real? Like, it's like man. you never watch that shit, but you always scroll past it and see it. This feels like this. Like why would niggas want to see? metaverse porn like i just don't see the appeal of it right now yeah, bro it's not no it's real weird body. niggas out here bro it's weird niggas willing to watch it 
and pay money for it. Apparently, she's making money off. This is basically the new OnlyFans. That shit just blew my mind. Think, people got to think. It's not just normal, regular people that you see on the day to day that pay for or watch porn. It'd be weird ass people out here willing to pay. Because they know nine times out of ten, they will never get anybody attractive in their life. So they have no choice but to pay to get the exclusive content on their phone or on their laptop. But Plain bro, this simple. is an avatar, bro. She, that is a, that is a, that is a Sims. That is I'm a Sims. There, there are people <laughs> out here in this world that are down and out that bad in the dating world that they will pay for that shit. I'm telling you. <laughs> Look, in the comments, they got Sims fucking like, <laughs> this is basically what we gonna get, bro. This is basically what we gonna get. We're gonna get Sims doing that wild shit on here, bro. If we already at this point and Metaverse ain't even popular yet, we're gonna get to the point where that shit is, is you, gonna be the norm. Is you showing a Sims sex scene? <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're not gonna get <laughs> like we're not gonna possibly get reported for this. They taking that shit down immediately. Let's snatch this video off. They, hey, them niggas talking a little too much, going a little too in-depth. <laughs> going a little too deep into it. But this shit was just nuts to me, bro. Cause it just shows the potential of what it could be. Cause we haven't gotten yep. a full form of a metaverse yet, and she's already making a hundred thousand dollars off of an avatar, bro. And hundred thousand dollars off of an avatar. It's not a real person. It's not like she's actually doing things with her fans. This isn't OnlyFans real life. She's just clicking us a, a probably a sex button, a, a get naked button, and her shit is getting naked, and people are paying for this shit. That's like the the metaverse rapper a couple of weeks ago, the, yeah. the first AI rapper. Like mm-hmm. we didn't think no shit like that would ever happen. So a lot of things that we probably thought would never happen are going to start happening within the next couple of years. That's just that's just but this is where the conversation has to, to come up of like, are we getting too out of touch, bro? Because I feel like if we get to this point where we're paying for avatars, only fans. We're getting too out of touch with reality. Because niggas really going to get into that shit. It's going to be some weirdos. Hopefully, everybody doesn't go into this shit. Maybe, hopefully, it's just the weirdos that get into it. But this could become a popular thing. This is why I put, will Metaverse Point become the new trend? Not just will a couple people do it, but will this become, like, overtake the regular porn that we already have? Oh, no, no. Nothing will ever beat the real thing. <laughs> Nothing is ever going to overshadow the realness of just watching real people. But it's going to be something that people talk about more. It's going to be a new trend as far as, like, people are willing to pay to see AI figures and avatars do shit, yeah. So, But it ain't never going to be that big, you know. That shit is crazy, bro. We get into a... We, we living in a crazy world, bro. We, we are, in the metaverse form, bro. We in a crazy world, bro. I'm telling you. But sex you know, always fails, bro. Avatar sex, bro. Like I said, we, we watch porn all the time. We see those little cartoon ads. We never click on them. But now we got the metaverse? That shit is just blowing me, bro. All right, <laughs> moving on to entertainment and current events. I get, man, what we got for the first topic? So uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys have heard about this situation, but Tiffany Haddish and Aries Spears are accused of child sex abuse for a skit that they did. I don't even remember what year this was, but this had to be a few years ago. But basically, uh, just to give some type of description of the skit, it was about whatever point they were trying to make. It was about how uh, adults and family members 
view certain children sexually. They have perverts I, in their families, yeah. Yeah, they have perverts in their families and whatnot. But the skit was just don't. I don't like telling people to go watch disturbing shit, especially when real people were affected by it. I don't like just mm. telling people to go watch it. And I think YouTube took it down anyway. So if you see Twitter the video on YouTube, <laughs> yeah, well. Twitter has everything, but <laughs> but if you go on YouTube, you'll only see like reaction videos to it and whatnot. But Tiffany Haddish and Ari Spears have both come out and made statements over after like the last two three days of these accusations coming out. Uh, Ari Spears feels like he's being um, uh, exonerated. He feels like he's being like outcasted and whatnot, especially just because like two weeks ago he came out against Lizzo and just fat shamed the hell out that. of her. So now he feels like he's being blackballed. He's being um, he's being put up against like society at this point, and he feels like he's being like exiled and whatnot. He feels like he's being wrongly accused. Tiffany Haddish came out and she says she feels terribly sorry for um participating in it. She didn't know what she was into at the time. I honestly don't buy that shit though because Tiffany Haddish is in what her forties right now. You were no younger than what your 30s when you did it. You were a fully grown adult. You made the decision to do this. And I think R. Kelly was playing in the background too in the video. It so is. It's like, Seems like you're ready was definitely in the background. <laughs> like it, it's red flags all through the shit. Yeah. The, the edited video that I watched, the reaction video I watched, somebody took the R. Kelly music out, but they put in captions at the bottom. They were they took the music out to you know not offend anybody or whatever. So this whole situation is crazy, and I think it's two kids that have come out and said they were sexually abused or molested or um or whatever um the term they use. But that yeah. was crazy, bro. I never would have thought I'd see Tiffany Haddish's name aligned with this at all. We always hear about people talking about how she not funny and whatnot, but this is a whole nother level that I never thought. And my and my biggest reaction to it was what was the point? Like what were you trying to gain from making a video yeah. like that of what perverts are in your family? And it, yeah, it was a, a 14 year old girl and her seven year old brother ended up coming out with this type of uh, allegation or lawsuit coercing them to film explicit child pornography skits. But yeah, I seen the whole entire video. It's like a minute and 30. And it was yep. just like, I just didn't understand the point of making like, what what message were you trying to send by doing it? Because it's just creepy the whole way through. It's like, why are you doing this? Like, It bro, wasn't it was, funny at all. It wasn't funny, but it's still, still like, why are you doing it? I mean, he had yep. the kid lifting his legs up, spreading his legs. I mean, he was, I'm Ari Spears was playing the the old pervert. And he was looking yep. through the newspaper. The newspaper had peepholes while he was looking at the little kid in his underwear playing on the ground and with a toy. And they had the little kid open his legs, do all the type of shit. Had it, look, he had his ass up while Ari Spears is like looking at him through these peepholes in the newspaper. The shit was just disturbing, bro. And, and then at the end of the Yeah, and then and then to yeah. cap it all off with that 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 little kid scene, when the video was over, he ended up spraying the, the kid with like a uh, baby oil on his back. Yeah, he it's oiled like, him bro, down and whatnot. I'm like, yeah. it's like, bro, what 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 was the point of this? This just is just disturbing. Like Edgar said, this video came out a long time ago. Obviously, people just didn't know about it, it just flew under the radar. But now that it has now resurfaced, this shit is crazy, bro. Somebody got to do some type of jail time or give up some type of money. Because that was a wild video that I just seen, bro. And I don't know why you would have a kid involved with that type of shit. 
And I do have a question of what this video have came out if Aries Spears was not in the news a couple of weeks ago for fat shaming Lizzo and beefing with Mike Epps, not Mike Evans, Mike Epps for like a week or so. They were going back and forth on social media. Like the spotlight got put on him in a very negative light. And then, you know, when you get put in that negative light, the archives just start overflowing at that point. And then a bunch of shit from your past that you thought you'll never have to relive again just starts coming back out of the woodworks. So I'm wondering if Ari Spears never came out and said anything negative about Lizzo and just never put his name or opinion out there, would this news have came out or would this have still been under the rug? Because I feel like it's only two reasons why this video came out. Either somebody was doing some research on Aerie Spears. I don't even think it had anything to do with like the allegations or anything the fat shaming with Lizzo or anything like that. I think somebody who was just looking up Aerie Spears and they stumbled across this video. I really feel like it was some shit like that. Or it was a situation where this kid, because he's probably older at this point because this video was made a long time ago. This kid ended up realizing whether he was broke or whatever, that he could make some money off of suing uh, suing uh, Tiffany Haddish and suing Aerie Spears. He realized that, hey, I can make some money off of this shit. You know what I'm saying? He's probably traumatized from this type of experience. Maybe that was the, the reasoning behind it as well. Maybe I think it was either the kid was traumatized and he wanted to make some money off of it or somebody just literally stumbled across it. I don't think anybody just immediately went to the video because he was in the news for Fat Shame and Lizzo. I think somebody stumbled across it. No, I don't think nobody went to look for that specific video. I'm I'm saying I think what happened is since his name and his his face, because a lot of people didn't even really know who Aerie Spears was unless you just pay attention to comedy like that. Yeah, and you I pay attention to stand-up. Yeah. Like, I knew who he was, too, because I, I watch stand-ups and I watch videos mm -hmm. and all that type of stuff. But any like you said, people who started to look him up probably stumbled across that because people were probably like, who the hell is this ugly ass? Exactly. Fat shaming Lizzo. And they're looking him up and they stumble across this, like you said. So that's why I brought up the the um the point of if he never would have came out against Lizzo, would oh. this video has have ever okay. surfaced? Probably, because probably. nobody would have been looking for Aerie Spears at yeah. that point. And the yeah. people who already knew him, we know him for jokes. We would have never went to go look for that <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that, that's why I'm wondering, is it sometimes best to just keep your mouth shut? Because you never know what somebody is going to pull from the archives. That was a, that was a crazy-ass situation. Like I said, if y'all want to find the video, it's on Twitter. But it's a, it's a wild-ass video. Definitely. I don't know any updates, though, outside of just the allegations at this point. Apparently, it's some type of some court proceedings happening at this point because Tiffany Haddish didn't want to go too deep into detail with what's going on. That's why she made such a vague, I, don't, I can't even call it an apology because she didn't apologize, but she made mm -hmm. such a vague statement of how she feels at the moment. And she said in due time, she'll let everybody know like what's really going on. And moving forward with the Diddy and Kanye boycotting Adidas. Yeah, so if y'all been on Instagram recently, I'm sure y'all seen uh, people screenshotting a lot of Kanye rants that have been going on the past few days. Man came out, was talking about how Kim has this uncontrollable diarrhea thing going on. <laughs> what? Uh, but, yeah, you ain't see that? No. He said Kim has diarrhea, he has, she has diarrhea very badly, like way more than the average person. Like it was just some random ass Instagram post he just made. Uh, along with other shit about Bro. Kim's 
speaking out against Adidas and speaking out. Yeah, becoming you know, a lame right in front of our yeah. eyes, bro. Because this is the thing. It was cool when it was. It wasn't even cool. It was still corny as fuck when he was posting all the, the baby shit on Instagram. He was trying to get his kids, all that custody battle. We were seeing that uh, happen in front of uh, worldwide on you know, social media. But when he do lame shit like that, posting her private, been, even if it, it don't matter if it's true or not, just posting private shit like that for what? You just look like a lame who tried to get back at Kim. For what? You were just trying to get back with her not too long ago. Now you posting exactly. shit like this? Come on, you just look like yeah. a lame, bro. It's certain shit that he posts sometimes. It's like, yeah, bro, you yay. We love you at the end of the day, but you do be on lame shit sometimes. Cause like even when um we found out that supposedly uh Pete Davidson and Kim broke up, when he posted, I told y'all when we said this the first time, when he posted that Skeet is dead meme or whatever that he had his team come up with, I was like, I don't fuck with that, bro. Like, cause making it sound like somebody just died, like the tongue is powerful, bro. God, do not play like that. Do not be posting shit talking about somebody is dead at age 28 and blah, blah, blah. You joking about somebody's death like that because what if something happened to bro? Is like everybody who laughed at what he said in that moment going to point back to him and be like, bro, you you kind of like spoke that shit into existence. But um, anyway. And it's still your wife this, at the end of yeah. the day, too. Like, it's yeah. still the mother of your kid. Like, it, this is like a disrespect thing that we get into right now, bro. It's like, bro, chill out. You know what I'm saying? Even though you yay, that shit don't even matter, bro. It's like just being a decent ass human being got to come into effect where it's like, bro, just have respect. But especially somebody you was with for multiple years. Exactly. And have children with multiple kids with. Like, come so. on, bro. Because how the children going to look at this shit? You posting their mama business on the social media. You know what I'm saying? And you got big enough kids that they have social media now where they can see you post. How you think they feel the way you posting their mama business? You feel me? That shit just look weird, bro. Yeah. But the Adidas situation, he's also been posting shit about how Adidas has been copying a lot of the Yeezy uh, designs and whatnot with certain things Adidas has dropped. Uh, and I thought Adidas was partnered with Yeezy. No, I think he broke. He They split ways like a year or so ago. Like, they're oh. not partnered anymore. Okay. So, um, but uh, what I was going to say, I do agree with Kanye on standing up for your business. Of course, if Adidas is ripping off shit from um from Yeezy and they're still trying to make money off of whatever design shit y'all worked on together, yeah, stay in your ground, sue them, get whatever money you can get back. Mm -hmm. What I don't fuck with is being. I think we're being fake mad about this situation to where. I don't think Diddy and Kanye are going to just full-blown boycott Adidas. They probably will, but them trying to get other people to boycott Adidas, it's just, no. Black people didn't boycott Gucci when Gucci made racist-ass shit, and y'all literally still went to the store like, ain't shit happened. So if we're not boycotting <laughs> Gucci and Montclair and these other brands who are literally, like, Broadway fashion-stripping, like, racist ass shit. I think it was Burberry. They had a noose on one of their runways. Niggas was still buying Burberry. Did not give yeah. the first fuck. Like, yeah. why Why would we boycott Adidas just because you're in a legal battle? And I, that's why I posed our niggas just being fake mad about this. I really think that's all it is. It is. <laughs> we always get in the uproar when some shit first happens. We feel so passionate about the shit. And then in a week, we're going to forget about the shit. It's not even that we don't want to be a part of it. If you feel strongly enough, it's not that you don't want to be a part of it. It's that we just forget about the shit. Like, damn. And then somebody reminds you, like, damn, I thought you was boycotting Adidas. 
Like, damn, that shit did happen a week ago. I forgot them niggas leave, bro. Has that going through that shit? Like, that's really how fast we get news now, bro. Where it's like we see some shit like this, we forget about it in a week. It's like when that Chick-fil-A shit happened. Niggas that wasn't banning Chick-fil-A for having all those gay remarks and all that bullshit, niggas was still like, that chicken sandwich still going to hit. I'll allow them gay comments if this chicken sandwich going to hit. Niggas forgot about that shit in a week. It was continued to go. So that's just how it is, bro. That's how the media is. We just like attention span quick as shit. And honestly, it's it, it takes strong people to like really boycott. Unless you're somebody who already, you know, wasn't shopping there or something like that anyway like i i didn't have to boycott gucci because i don't even buy gucci on <laughs> like on my own like i don't buy gucci so i had no reason i've been boycotting boycott them niggas them. for 23 years now i'm about so, to yeah. say i've been boycotting <laughs> them for forever but with corporations like chick-fil-a and and papa john's when they had their racist incident mm. and um like let's say uh Tommy Hill figure when people found out Tommy Hill figure was racist or made racist remarks or whatever or shit like that. Yeah. We're not dealing with a direct seller type of situation. Now, if it's a small business and you're literally like communicating with or buying shit from Tommy Hill figure or from such and such, and you have a direct line to them, it's mm. easier to cancel people like that. But when you're on a corporation level, that's like trying to boycott Walmart. Niggas are not boycotting Walmart. They're too damn big. Like, mm-hmm. the only way Walmart takes a L is if they go bankrupt for some reason. Like, n- niggas can't boycott certain yeah. brands. And I think with Adidas, it's like, yeah, people m- might get to a point to where they might not shop there as much anymore because they're not partnered with Yeezy anymore. But mm-hmm. nobody's going to boycott Adidas. Adidas ain't just going to lose complete, you know, customer. So, yeah. I mean, nah, they're not. No, but yeah. somebody did make an excellent point. Somebody said Kanye, if it was not for Kanye West, Adidas probably would not still be around today. That's what I was about. To, that's what I was kind of getting. I was like, they can be overtaken now. I mean, an Under Armour could overtake them. Like, it's not like Adidas is just this crazy ass brand that we've been going to consistently. Their shoes don't give you any status in school. Like they've never been that brand. They have made cool shoes. Cause I remember everybody back in high school had them white and black. The white the ones, the black everybody had those, but other than those, niggas wasn't going to Adidas. They got some cool no. basketball shoes, but niggas ain't going to Adidas. Like, you ride to get them Kyrie's or them Katie's, those are all Nike, though. Them bronze, those are all Nike. So, it's not like they can't be overtaken now. So, I was on the same time. I'm like, they can, they could go down, though. They could go down. I don't think niggas boycotting, though. I think they're not boycotting, but they that's why I said I didn't even know they. They stopped the partnership with with Kanye. I was like, I thought it was because they do make similar shit. They have mm-hmm. this the Yeezy that has like the bubble bottom. I was like, this shit look like a Yeezy, but it, it looks disgusting because they got that bubble bottom on. <laughs> I don't know if that's what niggas want, but niggas buy them though because they look like Yeezys. You feel me? So I'm like, I can see why Ye is mad at that because like he want that money to be going to him for the twelve hundred dollar yeah. version. So. <laughs> <laughs> so it is what it is. Rich people screaming about rich rich people shit. That's all it is. <laughs> all right, moving on to Black Lives Matter's leaders stealing money. Yes, yeah, so Black Lives Matter Grassroots is suing an executive Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation for allegedly stealing $10 million in donations. In the lawsuit filed last week in L.A., uh, Black, Lives, Black Lives Matter Grassroots accused Shalamaya Bowers, a leader of Black Lives Matter, and his Bowers consulting firm, of siphoning millions of dollars 
from the group into his own personal piggy bank. The suit also alleges that these actions triggered investigations by state and federal agencies, including the IRS, which they claim blazed a path of irreparable harm to Black Lives Matter in less than 18 months. So I know we question every now and then of what does Black Lives Matters do outside of That's protests. what I'm saying. Because then if we turns give out, them, Turns out they can't do shit. They, they get taking our money. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Because this isn't the first time this question has even came up. Because I remember uh, Carlos Miller had made a joke about this shit before about we gave all our money after George Floyd died. Everybody was giving money to the Black Lives Matter movement. And nothing changed. And we was like, where the money went? Yeah, what did (laughs) niggas do? Hey, shit changed. And we see where the money went. Niggas is stealing off with this shit. He ain't the only one. I know it was other niggas stealing, just not as much money as him. But it was definitely other people stealing that money for sure, bro. We're looking at a Red Cross situation where niggas is just taking whatever they can get. This shit crazy. It says, um, what was that other one? Uh, It says, the suit also alleges that Bowers, who was hired by Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Cullors, did not follow the transition plan that Cullors set up. So there was supposed to be a power exchange of like him supposed to be being in charge of certain finances or being in charge of this or that. He didn't even really follow the protocol of how the transition was supposed to happen. And not on top of you not following the protocol, you're embezzling money and siphoning money on top of it. That that shit was just crazy to me. I was like, damn, the question is finally answered on what they do and they can't do shit because they're stealing from themselves. <laughs> you know what this shit kind of remind me of, bro? Is when my man has stole that money from Howard. This spider feels similar when you're yeah. like, damn. It's like you stealing money from a black school, but that nigga was cleaning his little meek ass jacket. <laughs> I still remember that photo. Oh, that photo that's was crazy. like oh, that's like Vince Carter mama when she was stealing money from Bethune. Oh my <laughs> God, that shit was so funny, bro. We you stealing know money from your you stealing. <laughs> Money from your own people, bro. This shit just is crazy, my nigga. Cause that Howard situation. Cause didn't he get arrested? I'm pretty sure that dude from Howard. I think it was like something Hankerson. He got I don't arrested. Remember if he got arrested or not? Cause he stole like a meal. He stole a nice little chunk of change from. Howard. I mean, if, if the feds involved, you probably didn't get yeah. Arrested, he stole a nice <laughs> chunk of change. Cause how much time he's supposed to get this? Uh, this dude here. Uh, I don't see how much time he's supposed to get. I think um they're still trying to figure that out right now. Uh, last minute. They're just still going through lawsuits right now. I don't think no time has been given yet. Yeah, I don't see that on here yet. And with a non-profit organization like a Black Lives Matter movement is, it's it's a lot of loopholes, I'll say, even though you can still get caught up in it. There's a lot of loopholes to where you can steal some money if you got the the right back and if people were allowing this shit to happen in front of their face. So I don't know. When it's a non-profit organization, I feel like it's more loopholes than if it was like a financial system like a Howard and like a school system like we've seen my man get caught up in before. So well, I don't know. His um his firm, his firm is involved. The uh the Bowers consulting firm, he has an actual business involved with where the money was supposed to supposedly being dumped into. So mm-hmm. maybe that crosses the line of nonprofit stuff that you were talking about with loopholes because yeah. now you're involving a business that might be profiting from whatever money's not going into the nonprofit. So yeah. that could be that could be where the IRS is stepping in now because the IRS mm. is probably like, whoa, 
this business is getting X amount of dollars and we're finding out they're attached to this nonprofit. So which technically does not make this a nonprofit anymore. So mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know. This whole situation is crazy. I want to know what's going to happen with Black Lives Matter. Cause it's the same thing with like churches and stuff like that. Cause a lot of people ask those yeah. questions, like where the money, what does the money really go? Cause when it's been the same church, but we donating money for tithes and stuff every week is like a lot of that money going toward the pastor or whoever. Because when you donate money to churches, at least the churches who actually show what they put in the money towards, like it goes to renovation of the building, of uh, or um, paying like the staff or the people who actually work at church, mm-hmm. build certain programs from that church, you that money goes to whatever um, programs. Like if you have a human service department, like they get their own funds and the church gets their own fund. Like you, you break you break up certain funding when it's stuff like that. So, and I never understood how pastors got paid, bro. Because all of the pastors that I have run across in my life, them boys never have jobs like outside of like church. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what do you do? How do you make money? I forgot how pastors got it. It ain't trust me. It ain't from niggas uh, <laughs> giving their money. It ain't that. Oh no, because <laughs> hey, I, my pastor. He get way more money than what we see in them tiles. Whatever y'all giving them tiles. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, I want people to understand most pastors that y'all see with money for real, they're not supposed to be getting it from the niggas giving a tithes. Like they're mm-hmm. not supposed to just be getting it directly from that. But so honestly, niggas who are they're doing getting that, more. Yes, yeah. They're, they're still they're stealing. Niggas who are doing that are stealing. But yeah. um, I forgot. Damn, I forgot how them niggas really get their money for real. Pastors be getting way more money than you think, bro. Them niggas be coming up. Yeah, oh, yeah. We got a new movie coming up, man. And that trailer looked fire. It's basically Nightmare Before Christmas, but black. All right, let's move on to it. What? You ain't see this shit? Hell no. All right, man. Because it was like, uh, it's produced by Jordan Peele, but he is not the director, but the trailer did look fine. I mean, can can it really be black if it was a cartoon? <laughs> yes, the characters are black. Oh, I seen a, I seen a, um, a, what you call it for this? I seen like a cover art for this. Okay, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking yeah. About. Time to face your demons. <laughs> Who are you? What are you doing in my dream? We are Wendell and Why. Who? Everyone's got demons. My demons have names. What is fire? I like it. That's PG 13. 
it that might be a shit look fire, bro. I think that shit gonna be fire because it's PG thirteen, so that it's animated. Fire. But that shit gonna be for adults, Loki. That shit might be fire, bro. That shit gonna be good. And it's funny, bro, because we never really had like any black animated like characters like this, except for like the PJs and shows. Mm. Like that's PJ is only like uh, the only show that has that type of animation that was black. Like, do we yeah. have regular animation, like 2D animation or like digitally animated type stuff? Yeah. But that type of animation is weird. Like, we got movies like Coraline or Caroline, and uh, we got so many other movies that we can go off. What's the, the other um, one? The Adams Family. The Adams Family, you feel me? Nightmare Before Christmas, even though they ain't white. But it's still like we never really had any representation in that type of realm. So it's just dope to see. And then you see Jordan Peele once again being a part of that type of design, producing it. But that shit looked fire. And so I, I guess the whole realm that she was in was like her dreams and she's trying to fight her demons to, I don't even know, but the shit just looked fire. Imagery-wise, it looked fire. Yeah, it looked good. And it's going to be on Netflix? Yeah. Mm. It looked like, damn, it looked like it could movie that could go to theaters for real. That's what I was saying, too. It could make some bank in theaters. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised they ain't trying to do that because exactly. it's gonna be holiday it's gonna be holiday season now. People gonna see it. yeah, he should have tried to put that in theaters. That shit yeah. would have been fire. It's still gonna make money regardless, but that's the question. If if it was white, is it in theaters? But since it's, black, it's Jordan, you go to it's Jordan Peele. It's Jordan Peele. That shit would have been in theaters. If he wanted <laughs> that shit in theaters, he would have made sure that shit was in the theaters. <laughs> and that shit look like it could hockey be for like for kids too. That shit could have been fire in theaters, bro. I don't know. I don't give a fuck. That shit like it could have been fire for theaters. What, what we've I gotten want to see from it. Jordan Peele, what we've gotten from Jordan Peele and the fact that this is PG-13, like, I don't know. I don't know this if it's going to be, be for dark. kids for real. This is going to be That's what I'm saying. Can you really say this could be for kids if it's, I don't know. Was Nightmare Before Christmas for kids? Yeah. Yeah, it was for kids. I think this could be for kids. This looks like it could be in that same realm, but they're going to push the boundaries a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be in this... Because I remember seeing the Boogeyman for the first time in Nightmare Before Christmas. I was scared of shit as a kid. That <laughs> nigga scared me, bro. For real. So if they going nah. past that, I was like, okay, uh, man, you really could be seeing some shit. I was prepared for the Boogeyman when I saw my dog in um, Powerpuff Girls. My dog was a pimp. Yeah. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's just the way that nigga looked in Nightmare Before Christmas. It's just like, damn, I ain't really never seen mm-hmm. a nigga like that. That's the type of nigga you really be seeing in your dreams for real and for the rest of your life. So it was just dope to see that. But I'm like I said, I'm just glad we got some representation. So definitely yeah, going to that, see that. That look good, though. I'm ready to see that. I'm ready for holiday season, period, bro. The, the year just feel like it's been dragging, bro. I'm ready for the holidays. Ready for Halloween. Ready for Thanksgiving, Christmas. These last couple holiday months been music. flying by. I ain't yeah. gonna lie. The, the last couple months been flying by, but the first half of the year, I just feel like it's it's just been a it's been a long year. I'm just ready for that feel good holiday season time. So yeah, and I don't know if I told y'all about it, man, but I had that wing stop chicken sandwich last week. Please <laughs> do not get that shit. That shit was <laughs> terrible, bro. That shit was terrible. I was trying to be in on the hype, see what that bit was hitting for. I had the barbecue though. Because I was hearing that barbecue was the best. So I was like, okay, I ain't finna go in there buying three, four of them. Nah, I'm finna go in there and get one. Because it took 30, 40 minutes for them to make one. Shit was ridiculous. I was in that bitch literally sitting for 30 minutes to get a sandwich. So that shit already blew me. I got the sandwich. 
Yeah, and the shit missed, and the shit wasn't even fully coated in barbecue. You still see oh, the nah. chicken in there. It was like nah. this shit was fat, bro. And it's crazy because I'm already not a big fan of Wingstop, bro. I'm already not a big fan of it. It's like, yeah, some of the flavors could hit. I'm not a big fan of the fries. But when I seen that chicken sandwich, I was like, I gotta try it. And that shit missed. I was so disappointed, bro. <laughs> so disappointed. I thought they could be above Popeyes, especially after all that shit we talked about Popeyes last week. Popeye still got them niggas by a large. <laughs> by a large. That that super chicken is still above them niggas. I can't even lie to you, bro. Oh, All right. Shit. And moving on to some other movie and show news. We got the Vince Staples show is coming out later this year on Netflix. I don't know if you guys seen this, but it looks interesting. The Vince Staples show is coming to Netflix. Vince Staples will star in and executive produce a new scripted comedy loosely based on his life set in uh, Long Beach, California. So if you don't know the story of uh, Vince Staples, uh, it's pretty funny. I mean, you can go and look at his interviews. I ain't really going to dive into his backstory, but he has a funny background. He's from Long Beach. That's obviously the hood. So it's going to be a dope ass show, I think. I think it's going to give you the vibe of like a everybody hates Chris type of vibe. You feel me? Mm. I think it could give you something similar to that, especially with it being loosely based on his life. I think he got he gonna spin it around with the the good old boy vibe of like everybody hates Chris. So I think it's gonna be dope. And that's really it for moving your show news. Uh anything for Pastor Ox? What you got for song of the week? Uh, song of the week, I got love song Rihanna and Future off that 2012 apologetic album, bro. That song, when that song touched the streets, I don't want to give you the wrong impression. I need love and affection. <laughs> that shit was too hard, bro. That shit is fire. And I got married to the game uh, by Future featuring DJ Esco. I seen a tweet that said what was... Future's best song that he ever made. And so many people was commenting Married to the Game. I wouldn't say Married to the Game is his best song, but it's nah. damn sure up there. It's damn sure. It, it's up there, but nah. He got too what, many classics. What is his best song? Future's damn. Future's That's a tough song. one, bro. That's a tough-ass question, bro. <laughs> That's I, tough I, got, I got my personal favorites, but what's his? what would be his critically acclaimed best song? Damn, that's tough. That's tough, bro. <laughs> I really tough. don't know. That's tough, bro. March Madness would be in the conversation. Would Mask Off be it? Mask Off is in the conversation. 56 Nights mm. was crazy. Nah. Yeah. Fit, uh, Fuck up some commas? Nah. Fuck up some best comments song, was in the streets, nah. bro. Fuck up song. Nah, it's not the best song. But I, I wouldn't put that in his best song combo, nah. Damn. Damn. What's Future's best song? If somebody asked you to play Future's best song, not what you personally think is best I was about to say, I got, like, some, I got some personal favorites for sure. Like but a song that song? everybody would nod to and be like, hey, I ain't mad at that. What's Future's best song? <laughs> Damn. Fuck on that bitch and we live. I don't know, bro. Turn on the lights. That's, that's a that's a classic ass future. Though, that's man. a classic. That, Same that's damn time. Some, yeah. fan I was about one. to say I don't know if the, the new niggas listen to that. Same damn time was his first hit. I remember. I, I hey, 
the the real future fans, they was around when itching came out. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> itching go crazy. We itching for that paper. Hey, I'm riding around that city and I got a calculator. Come on, y'all niggas don't know. Damn, what's I don't future? know, bro. That's a that's a tough ask, bro. That is a tough ask. What is futures? Give me your favorite, song? then. Guess give me your favorite. Give me your top three favorite. My favorite, songs. my top three favorite future songs. Let me go to this catalog real quick so that way I don't. I would have I would have solo would for sure be in my Ooh, top three. solo up there. Solo solo is for sure top three for me. Solo is for sure top three. You know what? I was listening to Future earlier today, bro. I think Beast Mode 2 might be his most underrated project, bro. If we go back and listen to future projects, that might be the the, the album with like the most replay value, bro. That should, I always go back to Beast Mode 2, bro. Always, know. bro. High, always. high off life. I think High Off Life is one of future best projects, bro. Ooh, you talking about another? Ooh. I got. I say Up the River is probably my favorite, my personal favorite future song, Up the River. Uh, Solo is top five. Damn, Colossal might be up there too, bro. Oh, my my Savages. My Savages is in my top five. Oh, shit. Damn, my Savages. Ooh, if somebody told me to play future best song, it might be my Savages. A lot of me. Mmm. Yeah. My left and right hand, Robert Ory. Inside the mattress might be up there, bro. God damn, Future got too many, bro. This is what I said. If you many. really had a, bro, if you had a versus with Future, bro, I don't know if niggas coming out of that alive, bro. I don't know if niggas coming out of that. I'm going through And then the you got, you got Stick Talk, bro. Stick Talk was crazy when that shit dropped. Free Cole. Outside of speaker knockers, that's the only free code we acknowledge. <laughs> speaker knockers and future are the only two free code songs that we acknowledge. Oh, he got blow back, slave master, colossal. Trap was crazy, niggas, like I said. Trap niggas was crazy. I don't trap give a fuck if they was, was real sisters. Is another one. Yeah. Know the meaning. Know the meaning was one of them. Uh, that was one of them great content songs. It's not one people just bring up, but it's one of them ones that people gotta go back and be like, yeah. Damn, bro. I'm. I know Solo is on that bitch for sure. I know Solo is on that. Damn. I say up the river, my savages, and um Solo are probably my top three favorite future songs. Me personally, and I can give a whole list of most songs that I love. I'm gonna have Solo inside the mattress. I like this future album, this uh, this self town album. Mm-hmm. An underrated track, bro. That I don't think gets nearly enough love. Is that might as well on that future album? It's not top three future, but that shit never gets the credit it, it deserves, bro. That shit never gets the credit. But oh, are we counting? Um, are we counting what a time to be alive? Because Diamonds Dancing could count. Ooh, Diamonds Dancing could count as one of his. Is it? We count it. We count it. Look at that. We count that. Yeah. Because Diamond Dancing for both of them niggas, that's one of their best songs. Yeah. That shit, man. What a time to be alive. I gotta put March Madness in that bitch, too, though, bro. March Madness is a classic. Damn. That's one of them songs that when the beat drop, bro, everybody knows what's gonna happen. 
That shit is crazy. And I probably would say Rack's Blue, too. Another underrated off Beast Mode, too. I can't even think, bro. I don't know. Fuck it. I don't know. Fuck it. I don't know. All right. My song of the week, though. What do, what do I have for song of the week, bro? I've just been replaying that Jid album, to be honest with you, bro. So that's going to be gotta another... listen. I still got to listen to my boy. I'm going to say... Damn. I'm going to say Money. Money on, by Jid on the Forever Story. That album still slides. Somebody was asking me last week who had the album of the year between Kendrick and Jid. And Future's in that conversation, too. I don't know why everybody acting like Future didn't have one. Yeah, Future in that convo right now. Future's definitely in that conversation. But I said, bro, Jid had a better album than Kendrick, bro. When you talk about replay value alone, Jid album has way more replay value. Oh, but we know who the real album of the year finna be. We Lil know baby. the real album of the year for the <laughs> Yes, sir. Lil Baby, it's only me. That shit I is going to be album of the year. I don't care what nobody talking about. I'm getting that shit album of the year right now, bro. I'm giving that shit album of the year. That shit finna go cool. You want them if niggas that just anything, hop on anything, he gonna slide. If it's anything like my turn or better, that shit album of the year, bro. Because album, I don't know how my turn did not win album of the year. Everybody, damn near half of that album, niggas was playing in the club. Literally every time I was in the club, I heard half of that album every time. And peep, and peep how this situation gonna go. This album is not gonna be a, as good as my turn, but watch how this shit get the the Grammy, and watch how this shit get Probably. album of the year. Cause they yep. want they want to reward him because they know they did that nigga so wrong. They yep. gonna get this shit to him for, for this album. Yeah, like, I, I, I like it. I personally think it's gonna be better than my turn, but I won't be surprised if it's not because I think my turn might go down as his best project. And when you drop the project that people think is your best, you usually don't ever touch that. Yeah, like, exactly. That's usually like after best. after Drake dropped "Take Care," nothing was the same. People thought everything he did after that just views his best album. I know we may think that, but like the general consensus of Drake fans feel like he just fell off after that era. Y'all, y'all need to re-listen to views, bro. Y'all need to re-listen. When I talk about album full of hits, views, bro. The back-to-back oh. combo of Western Western Road Flows and Redemption is oh, undefeated. Yeah. And the, undefeated. um shout out to uh Quavo and Takeoff, they album dropped October 7th, only built for infinity links. So they really done there. with my man, then they done with offset then. I guess, I'm guessing they really done with him, bro. So, because he going through that battle, he going through that battle with QC right now. So, I guess part of the battle is him just not being associated with Migos at all. And what you mean? What battle? His own. The uh, the label that they signed to, Quality Control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like whatever he wasn't getting, whatever type of proper funding or whatever revenue he was supposed to get from his solo album. And he mm-hmm. he's like going through a whole legal situation with that. Oh so. damn! We so I don't think it's any. Day, I don't think it's any real beef with Quavo and Takeoff. Like yeah. how people try to say, like it's beef within the group. I mm-hmm. think he just got his own shit going on, and part of that is I just got to cut myself off from y'all. I'm not gonna drop shit at all right now until I get my shit mm-hmm. situated. So gotcha, and I know gotcha. I'm sure he. He know Quay and Tate, they probably still wanted to keep dropping music and like doing shit. And he like, hey, y'all do y'all own shit. So yeah, that's crazy, bro. We need my man Offset back in the group, man. That shit crazy. All right, moving on to movie and show reviews. What we got upcoming? Uh, She Hulk new episode dropped tomorrow on Thursday, so we got to mm-hmm. do that. Raising Canaan, I think episode five is this week. So yes, sir. 
So we got to do that mid-season review. And then we got a couple other movies we got to make sure we get to before the end of the year. So y'all just keep staying tuned. Keep uh, tuning in to all of our movie and show reviews. Suggest anything that y'all want us to take a look at. Yes, sir. And we appreciate you guys for listening. And we out. Peace.